and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in northwest Pennsylvania. We broadcast live every weeknight. That's Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the Global Star Radio Network. We want to thank the Global Star Radio Network for carrying our program, for broadcasting, for carrying our voices all across the United States, all across North America, Central America, well, worldwide, actually. We're simulcast as well on Blog Talk Radio. You can watch us live and by archive on our YouTube channel. Just go to hagmanandhagman.com, click on our YouTube link. It's not up there right now, I don't believe. Um, we, I had some issues here. We had some issues here in the studio. We did not get a chance to do that. So just, just bear with us for a little bit. Uh, but links to each audio and video broadcasting venue, venue can be found at our home base at hagmanandhagman.com. We have three websites. Hagmanandhagman.com. That's our show website. Hagmanreport.com. Go there for news, information, analysis. That's, that's really, uh, key. Hagmanreport.com. And then, of course, my little corner on the internet is homelandsecurityus.com. That's kind of the, founding uh, um, website and I'm Doug Hagman folks at the helm with fellow investigator researcher and of course my son Joe Hagman together we are the Hagman and Hagman Report what I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team we got a great show for you planned tonight we really do um, you know I don't know how many uh, how, how, how long have uh, has uh, uh, our guest tonight Joe been on Global Star Quite a, quite a while, I think, right? He's got yeah. a program, uh, uh, Global Star Radio Network, uh, yeah. right here. Just go ahead and bring him on. Uh, yeah, our guest tonight is Dr. Ted Burr. All of you in the audience who've been listeners for a while, you know him well. Healthmasters.com. Uh, yep, healthmasters.com is his website. He does a radio show right here on, on Global Star Radio Network with his son, Austin. <clears throat> and fantastic, they're on fantastic show. 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time every day uh right here so uh and also on sundays before dave hodges he's on uh for one hour seven to eight before dave hodges ted it's great to have you back on the show uh doug joe thank you so much for having me on i've got a brand new phone number for you guys as far as my show is concerned i know one of the ways i'd like to listen to other talk shows especially on gcn is they'll have a live listen line that plays for 24 hours a day so you can hear the show from the day before and even that day if you missed the live broadcast just by calling in on your telephone if you're driving around if you're if you've got a few extra minutes at work or whatever you're on break so i've got a number now you can actually hear my show on a telephone line without having to go to a computer to go online and it's 24 hours a day and every day when we put the new show the new show is immediately uploaded and you hear the new show at 4 o'clock the show's from 3 to 4 but at 4 o'clock that same show the new show is uploaded and ready to go the phone number is 641-552-5310 that's 641-552-5310 and we cover the same type of topics that we're going to cover tonight, and we go over breaking news, and it's just a different little slant because I do my best at covering the news as a Christian, 
And sometimes I'm a better Christian than other times. So I don't want to try to mislead anybody that I'm some kind of perfect Christian. So if you're a perfect Christian, just uh, want you go to your perfect your perfect Christian church and have fun with all that. But if I, you get there and I'm there, it won't be perfect anymore. <laughs> so that's how that works. So Doug and Joe, it's, it's good to be back with you guys this month. I'm, I'm, I'm it's good to be back with you guys. I love being I love doing your show. Well, it's great. It's great to have you. Now you've got uh, I you know talking with you earlier today. It really kind of makes my head spin with all of these, um, uh, uh, all of these headlines. The news seems to be outpacing our ability to follow everything, and of course, it, it seems like we, it seems like we're, we're in this blender. You know, it's uh, it's incredible what we're seeing here. I've never, you know, and I say that often, Ted. I say that you know, there's a lot of times that that. Uh, Things seem to be happening really quickly, but man, do they ever seem to be happening quick right now? So, where do you want to start? Because we've got so much to get into. Well, I've uh, got. I literally have about eighty articles to go over with you guys. I want to cover a bunch of stuff that was going on with the election, with this assassination of Scalia, which I'm sure you've talked about that till the cows have come home this week. I also mm-hmm. want to talk about Trump a little bit. I want to talk about the Pope and what he said to Trump today. So there's all kinds of things to cover. But real quick, we'll start with this. I was listening to Pat Robertson the other night, and I really don't watch the 700 Club that much anymore. Pat's in his mid-80s now, and he's still pretty sharp for a mid-80 kind of guy. But back in the 90s, people don't realize this. During the Clinton administration, they were going to take the nonprofit status away from the 700 Club and from Regent University. People don't realize that. And he got into a big fight with all the attorneys. And when he did that, he really, really, really calmed his news stories back down. He used to talk about the Federal Reserve and all the stuff that was going on. He doesn't do that anymore. And the other night, I was watching him for just a few minutes because every so often I turn him on. But within two to three minutes, I'm so disappointed with what he says that I have to turn him off. And the exact same thing happened again. The first thing he did, he started in on Donald Trump, how horrible Donald Trump was how Donald Trump had called Jeb Bush a liar and had called, you know, Cruz a liar, which they both are. We know that. And it was so horrible. He saw how bad Trump was. And then he starts talking about the rest of the people. And then Pat Robertson starts calling people liars. And I thought to myself, is this guy that old, that senile, or that forgetful that he doesn't even remember that he criticized Trump minutes before for calling somebody a liar? Now he's calling other people liars. And what I found was very interesting. He did say one thing that I did agree with. He said the news has gotten so negative now that it's become very difficult to cover it because it's difficult to read it. And I remember uh, earlier today I had a, one of the guys gave me a, gave me a phone call, or actually he, called, he sent me an email from your show. He's listening tonight. He was saying that you know we were, they were talking about the child pedophilia and the child pedophilia rings that actually have hunting parties out in Australia. And of course we know that because the Cole Kidman's father was involved with that. And the craziest thing about all of it, Doug, is that when you start to really get involved with this stuff, like I've talked about and Russ Dizdar has talked about, it all goes back into Satanism and black magic and human sacrifice and sodomizing little boys, sacrificing little boys, sacrificing little girls, has sex slaves, uh, pedophile rings being run through the United Nations. The entire upper-level echelon of the people running the planet have pretty much followed the example of Aleister Crowley, and have started doing all of this sex magic stuff, and have been. Of course, this has been going on for thousands of years. He just made it more popular, I guess, and that's why the movie Eyes Wide Shut came out with Cuba. He was trying to expose all of this stuff, and 
it's absolutely awful. So yeah, I can't even talk about that stuff very much, Doug, because after about two or three minutes talking about it, it makes me so upset that I want to just go jump in the shower and get all that filth off of me because it's just so negative. So let's do some other things tonight, but I want to start with the Pope. The Pope okay. greatly criticized Trump and said that Trump was not a Christian. Well, let me share something with you real quick. The Pope was criticizing Trump because Trump wants to build a wall across Mexico. Now, whether he can get the wall built if he becomes a president, I don't know. First, he's got to become president. You know, but the thing that bothered me more with the Pope than anything else is that we already have anywhere from 60 to 80 million illegal undocumented immigrants in the United States right now. It's not like we, the people of the United States, have put these people, you know, on, in cattle cars like Hitler did the Jews and Germans he didn't like and gypsies and everybody else and haul them off to concentration camps or take them back down to Mexico. We have fed them, we have clothed them, we have housed them, we have educated them, we have taken care of them. We've done everything we can as a nation, as a people, to be able to have them integrate into our society. And it's been easier for us because these folks are primarily Roman Catholic from Central America and South America and from Mexico, and they have the same faith that we have in Jesus Christ. So when the Pope comes in and he says stuff like this, after we've already brought so many tens of millions of people in, is extremely frustrating and irritating to me because this is the same pope that was involved in Operation Condor in South America in Argentina in which he sent thousands and thousands and thousands of people to their death on airplanes as they were being dumped out over the Atlantic Ocean according to the book Operation Gladio, The Unholy Alliance Between the Vatican, the CIA, and the Mafia. And the craziest thing about all of this is that the pope sitting here now you know, with his fancy robes on and his little bubble vehicle running around, telling us all that we're being horrible if we support Trump. Why doesn't the Pope clean up his own act and start looking at the pedophilia that is rampant in the Vatican? Some people say that over up to 50% of the Vatican priests are pedophiles. I mean, 50%, Doug. The Vatican revealed Tuesday that after over the past decade, it has defrocked 848 priests who raped or molested children and sanctioned another 2,572 with lesser penalties and how, it, how, and, and how it has handled more than 3,400 cases of abuse reported to the Holy See since 2004. Yes, and how many cases have gone unreported or are concealed by the church? Notice, to the penalties for the criminal priest being fired from the job defrocking? Are you kidding me? Time Magazine, February 11, 2016, says Catholic Church tells bishops they are not obliged to disclose child sex abuse reports. The Catholic Church is allegedly telling newly ordained bishops that they have no obligation to report child sexual abuse allegations to law enforcement. I mean, this is absolutely insanity, Doug, that the Catholic Church and this Pope, who is involved with the CIA and Operation Can Condor and is currently involved with all the money laundering of the Vatican Bank right now with the drugs coming out of Afghanistan, is sitting here trying to put the American people and the Catholics on an anti-Trump campaign. But again, it's the globalists. They're against progress. They're against the United States maintaining its integrity as a nation. And they want chaos and disorder to the best of their ability because that Catholic Church has always thrived in chaos and disorder, especially through the Dark Ages. And that's what he's hoping to do it again because he wants to bring in that feudal system again so the Catholic Church will have so much power and then he can forget about worshiping Jesus altogether because now they're telling all these other religions they can come on over and they're all going to be saved too because he wants to bring it all under a one world religion under Lucifer. And it may not take... You 
know, five years or ten years or twenty years or fifty years. It may not even be this pope, but it's coming, Doug, and that's the way they want to, That's the way they want to do it. And, and you know what? Uh, just, just so people know, Operation Condor. You mentioned that in the context of the Vatican. Of course, we're talking about an operation of of uh, assassination, political assassination, toppling governments, and focused on uh, really South America including Argentina, Brazil, uh, Paraguay, Uruguay and so on. Um and of course this is where this is where the Vatican uh the, this pope is from. So I just want to make sure people know that in the context of of uh of, of this pope. And by the way, didn't Ted didn't uh isn't this the pope who made that and I just want to reaffirm this. Uh who made that uh directive, who stated the directive that no, we don't have to report anything I- any of the uh, mis, uh, misdeeds of, of the clergy, right? I mean, this is the Pope who said that. Well, yeah, it was his Time magazine. Yeah, so the craziest thing about this, Doug, is this guy is a complete globalist. He's totally corrupt. When I was in Argentina three years ago, I was there for four days, and we went to the church, to the, to the um, place where he preached. The, the, I guess it would be the, uh, the, the, the dome. They call it the dome down there, the, the church that he was in. And I talked to a bunch of the parishioners who could speak English. And every single person that I spoke to, when I asked them about him, every single one of them hated him. And it was because of what he did back in the 60s and the 70s with Operation Condor. And they all remember their family members being killed because of him. And they hated him. I mean, they, no, I didn't find one person who liked that priest in Buenos Aires. Not one person, Doug. And so that says a lot about this guy. But again, remember, he leads 1.4 billion people on the planet who believe that he's basically God on this earth, and he has the ability to rewrite the Bible if he wants, and he can do anything he wants to do. And that's how caught up they've gotten into this whole Catholicism and the Virgin Mary and all of the other things they talk about all the time. And it's, it's the whole thing's ridiculous. Remember, it was, I think it was in 323 by Constantine is when the Pope finally said that everybody could pray to the Virgin Mary because they basically were looking at her at Venus with child and they wanted to have an idol to worship. And before that, for the first 300 years in the Christian church, nobody prayed to Mary because they knew she was just being a surrogate for Jesus. That she had no, she wasn't ordained. She didn't have any, she wasn't a god. She wasn't deity. <laughs> but they believe that. They really do. If you go to their churches in Rome and all over Europe, you'll see pictures of her. You won't see very many pictures of Jesus. Every once in a while, you'll see them on the cross, but most of the time, that's in the Lutheran churches. But the main churches you see are her on the altar because she's the queen of heaven to them. And we could do a whole show on that, but I don't really get like to get into the religious topics on your show. For well, there are a lot of some people who don't want to agree with me on some of that, so I don't want to get back involved in that. We're going to stay on the stuff that's real generic. But guys, look it up yourself. Look up the Virgin Mary. Look at when they started praying to her. Look at all the stuff that Constantine did, and just and just decide for yourself on all of that stuff because that's a mess. That's some real mess that's going on. And it's basically goddess worship is what it is, and they have to pray to her. I mean, people pray to Mary, Doug, in the Catholic Church instead of praying to Jesus a lot. I mean, it's the most right. ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Right. Yeah, and there's a lot of confusion surrounding that, and, and people, and, and folks, we're not, we're not, you know, uh, 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 demonizing Catholics. Uh, this is not about that. It's about the hierarchy that really That's input, right. uh, um, that, re- that really changed things and, and started this out. So, okay, good. Well, I, I really yeah, well. believe that a Catholic can be saved. I really believe that. But I believe that if the Catholic is saved, there are a lot of the philosophies of Catholicism they're going to have to start questioning after they're saved, Doug. I really believe that. I'm not saying that Christians and Catholics are mutually exclusive. I don't believe that. I really don't. 
because they're, they're still worshiping Jesus, but they have to start questioning this stuff about Mary. They've got to start questioning some of the tenets of the Catholic faith. And that, that mean they can't call themselves Catholics anymore, but they may not just be, you know, totally sold out to everything. In fact, that's one of the big problems that Mel Gibson had, if you remember. He got in, he was have really mad about Vatican II because of what they did with the, with the popes and the clergy and everything else. And that's after they started bringing in these guys from the secret societies and these, Masonic Lodge leaders into the Catholic Church because it was forbidden by Catholic, to Catholic doctrine, but they had to do that to be able to run the money through the laundry machine of the Vatican through the Vatican banks with Operation Condor and Operation Gladio. And so it was, it's been a major mess. The Vatican was really seriously compromised back in the 40s and 50s and 60s, and it really hasn't recovered from that. But I say one thing for the Catholic Church, Doug, and I do say this in all honesty. When the United States, when the United States, when the world went through the dark ages, and the Roman civilization fell, and it had to be held together by these by these tenets of faith that the Catholic Church had. It did okay with doing that until so still started doing the Inquisitions and all that other kind of crazy stuff. And of course, Martin Luther, of course, Martin Luther, uh, he basically said that you know the Catholics were not doing what they were supposed to do, and he said we've got to change this. And it started. Then of course, Calvin did the same thing. So you got to look back at the history of what happened with the Church and the things that the Catholics did do right. But then you got to look at the Spanish Inquisition, all this other kind of stuff. And we won't talk about that tonight because that wasn't the topic of the show. But I want to talk about the poison water of Flint, Michigan. This oh, is please. This is yes. just, this is crazy, guys, what's going on with Flint. What happened is this. These old pipes have been put together with lead solder, and they were fused together with lead over a 100 years ago. And then they were buried 10, 15, 20 feet deep. And then they've had streets upon streets upon streets have been piled up on top of them. Now this entire infrastructure has got lead in it. And then when they started pumping out of that acidic Flint River, it started dissolving the lead. And this lead went nuts inside of the water supply. And now this water is actually contaminated with large amounts of lead. And the people living in Flint were unaware of this, but the people that were running Flint were, were sending emails one to another, joking about the fact that they weren't drinking the filthy water, but they were requiring the Flint people to drink the water, which they knew were going to cause birth defects in these children of these women who were pregnant with these children who were drinking lead. I, one of the craziest things I've ever heard of, but I want to talk about this real quick, about fluoride, aluminum, lead, heavy metal contaminations, glyphosate, and all of this kind of stuff that's being used in the water. Aluminum, fluoride, glyphosate, and, and these are called the toxic trio in water. There's one billion pounds of glyphosate is used annually, which is insanity. Uh, fluoride is also used as an insecticide. The cryolite is sprayed on veggies and grapes and wines, and it's loaded with fluoride. Sulfuryl fluoride are sprayed on beans, grains, and it's been linked to a drop in IQ. But let's not forget about the toothpaste and dental products that we have that are loaded with fluoride and the water that's loaded with fluoride. And the dentists who refuse to use fluoride, according to Harvard Research, have shown and have said they won't use it because it drops the IQ up to 20 points. But a lot of folks don't want to use it, so what they do is they started adding bottled fluoride to bottled water now, Doug. We read those last month on your show, and all of the different manufacturers that are using fluoride, almost every single major water manufacturer for bottled water has put fluoride, started putting fluoride back in again into the water. And then in 1980, the BPA has been used in plastic bottles, replacing glass, and again, this is a fertility depressing chemical. We're going to be talking about other things right now that are fertility depressing tonight too, including aluminum in men. This is a, this, this BPA is a xenoestrogen. We've covered that in multiple shows with you guys. Men's, men's sperm counts have gone now down as much as 90%. 
And the second kind is a polycarbonate, which is a BPA plastic. This is in water bottles and epoxy resins. It is also used in cans, Doug. A lot of cans that are being used that don't contain organic products contain this BPA lining, this plastic lining on the inside, so that supposedly makes it last longer. This feminization using canned foods is really aimed at the primarily at the urban and rural poor who are more likely to eat canned soups more than their share of reducing fertility agents. Since the depopulation lobby wants eugenics or better genes, they feel a greater reduction of the poor is the desired outcome. This goes back to Darwin, Sanger, Hitler, the New World Order, and the United Nations. Next, spraying aluminum oxide from geoengineering is another form of population control because it reduces sperm count, Doug. And we're going to talk about that in detail. I've got the whole article pulled up on that in a few minutes. It reduces sperm count. And so we are literally being sprayed like bugs. I also know that this is causing Morgellons, and we've done a whole show on Morgellons coming from the spray they're putting on us. That's why it's so very important that people realize that the government will do this. Back in the 90s, they sprayed us with DC-3s with malathion in Florida to get rid of the Mediterranean fruit fly. I watched them spray neurotoxins on us, so I know they'll do it, and I know they'll continue to do it. But what's also crazy about all of this is that that Monsanto is now producing aluminum-resistant GMO seeds, which are another form of insecticides. Remember, aluminum particulates combine with the fluoride and greatly increases fluoride toxic fluoride toxicity, reducing the human body's toxicity threshold level, Doug. In other words, aluminum fluoride is much worse for you than just fluoride by itself. So when a municipality's filter their water, like from a river like the Flint are doing, and they have above ground sources like the Flint River, they add aluminum sulfate into that water to clarify the water. Then fluoride is added to the water to combine with the aluminum. A test was done in the 90s using aluminum and fluoride to see what would happen to lab rats. The problem was that 80% of the rats died before the end of the study from the aluminum fluoride toxicity. This is a synergistic toxic effect when these elements are combined. The, this, finding was made, this finding was made public as part of the Federal Register December the 4th, 2000. This news press release appeared April 22nd, 1998 from the medical journal Brain Research, volume 784, 1998. And it said, it revealed that aluminum-induced neural degeneration in rats, which means Alzheimer's disease, is greatly enhanced when animals were given low doses of fluoride. The presence of fluoride enhanced the bioavailability of aluminum, causing more aluminum to cross the blood-brain barrier and to become deposited in the brain. The aluminum levels in the brains were twice that of the control group. And now on top of that, Doug, they're dumping lead in the water because of these pipes, and they refuse to clean it up. They refuse to clean the water up. And, and, they, and it's crazy. I mean, I don't even know what to say about the water up in Michigan. But, that, but Doug, these major cities, Michigan's not the only one. All the major cities with this infrastructure of over 100 years old have used lead pipes in their major cities, in their main aquifers, and their water sides. This is exactly what happened in Rome, remember? The Rome, Roman built those aquifers, and they lined them with lead, and so everybody started having all these neural degenerative problems from all the lead poisoning. And the nuttiest thing about all this, we know what this does. We saw what happened in Rome, but we've still continued to use it. Plus, they've used lead solder in these pipes that are in these houses that are like built before 1970 that are still running around, and these people are being poisoned with lead. That's why I recommend that you use a distillation system. Distillation systems are one of the best things you can use, Doug. You have one of those units. You can get the unit at healthmasters.com. We have distillers available there. It takes the lead. It takes the fluoride. It takes the chemicals. It takes the calcium. It takes all of that out because the calcium will build up in the tissues and the soft tissues causing bone spurs 
It'll cause atherosclerotic plaquing and buildup of calcium in the arteries. I've got a friend of mine right now who's a major nationally known radio talk show host. Everybody would recognize the name if I gave it to you. But he has to give me permission to do that. He has severe heel spurs from drinking mineralized water. If you want to drink water, do not drink mineral water. It's one of the worst things you can put into your body. It causes all types of mineral deposits in your body. You get way too much calcium from that. Plus, it's an inorganic compound, which makes it very difficult for the body to get rid of, and it stores in the soft tissues, like in the heels. So you know, with heel spurs, and those are extremely painful. The uh, radio show personality that I know, he said it's like walking on glass. So what I did is I sent him the magnesium salts, which dissolved the heel spurs. I told him to stop drinking the mineralized water, and now he says his energy levels are back through the roof. He said his heels still hurt, but that's going to take six to eight weeks to really start seeing a big difference on that. Do you have any comments on any of that, Doug? I mean, is that crazy or what? You know what, Ted? We've got family, extended family in Flint, Michigan, in the in the municipality of Flint, mm-hmm. and to hear the horror stories. But leading up to this, um, out of a family of four, the two parents both had Alzheimer's or came down with dementia and uh, um, passed away, have subsequently passed away. The water situation up there is just absolutely incredible. And the it's visibly tainted, obviously, you know, the, the water. Um, it's just, it's incredible. But having said all of that, I want to mention about your distillers, your distiller. Folks, I have one of um, Healthmaster's distillers. I compared, I, I compared that to another distiller I, I purchased. I believe it was. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure where I where I got it, but I'll tell you something. The difference in the end product is drastic. I have to clean the distiller. Your Healthmaster's distil- the, the the gunk that it filters out or distills out. I don't know what the correct term is. Is just incredible. You can, I mean, you have to chip it with a, with a hammer and chisel. It's just, it's, it's amazing. So, it, it's kind of a, a you know, it, look, you're putting the stuff in your body for drinking a lot of water. You better drink distilled water. That's my opinion. And, and I'm not one for drinking a lot of water, but that's, uh, plus it, you know, saves on coffee makers too. So that's true, it does. <laughs> well, the whole thing about it is, Doug, once you clean that distiller out a couple of times, and you have to use a chisel to get it out, or you can pour vinegar in it, let it sit overnight. That takes it out pretty good, too. Uh, you'll start to see what builds up and why they call that term hardening of the arteries, because that inorganic calcium like that, it builds up inside of the arteries. The only time you should be taking any kind of calcium, quote, product is like with organic raw milk, if it's legal in your state. Or with fruits and vegetables, which are loaded with calcium, which have, or which are organic, and your body can utilize. I don't like taking calcium supplements. I don't take calcium supplements. You've heard me tell people on the air okay. dozens of times, for, especially for men, never to take calcium supplements. Sometimes you can take some of this bone calcium that we have, like the calipatines and things that we sell at health masters for women if they're breastfeeding or they're nursing or they're pregnant. And I'm okay with all that. Or if they're if they're, or if they're if they're tall and they're thin and they're trying to prevent any type of osteoporotic fractures, but there's all kinds of other things you can do. The raw certified goat's milk is one of the best products you're ever going to get for calcium, and it really helps to build and maintain strong bones and teeth. I just don't like inorganic calcium supplements because it's like eating a rock. I mean, it's like a lot of it's oyster shell. I mean, you go you're going to go eat go chew on an oyster shell for a while? Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. It's, going to, it's calcium carbonate. It's going to just build up in your system and cause all of these spurs. But let me give you another article. This, this is the letter that came in just a minute ago. It's an email. It's from Pat, and she's been listening to your show for years and years and years. And she contacted my office and asked me to call her, and I did. And 
and, and guys, I know a lot of you want me to call you, and I will, but I've got to get a letter from you. Look, I, if I don't know, if you don't know that I want to, you may call you. I don't know you can do it, okay? Because I'm not in the office very often, and I travel a lot. And first, she says, first of all, I want to thank you for being on the email list. She says she's learning a lot, and she goes. She said that she got. Here's what happened to Pat. I'm not going to go into detail with it because it, get, it gets kind of interesting and kind of weird. You remember that stuff that came out of that Deepwater Horizon well, the black stuff, the oil supposedly that came out. No, oh. not the core exit, but the black stuff. She yeah, stepped yeah. in. She stepped in some of that stuff on the beach up in Fort Walton, Destin, and Fort, you know, in Pensacola, and got and got literally a, 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 a blistered her foot and put a big bread spot on her foot. And since that happened, she's been suffering with all of these health problems and all this other kind of stuff that's going on with her life. And so she got talked to her the other night. Gosh, I got on the phone with her. I called her up at like nine thirty. I talked to her for an hour. And so what I did is I put her on a basic program, but I also got her on some adrenal support. And here's what she said. And it's because her adrenals were so exhausted. She goes, I've I've got your health master's adrenal support. I've only been on it for one week in addition to the other supplements for health masters. But the difference in my energy level is incredible. I was relying on caffeine before for energy, but that just caused low blood sugar problems. Within 24 hours of taking the adrenal support, I felt a difference right away. But now my energy level is almost normal since before I was exposed to the chemicals from the Gulf of Mexico. A specialist who treated me said he thinks the patients he had seen with problems of this type from chemical exposure have damaged their adrenal glands. And she goes, I'm sure there are a lot of people that have similar issues that would benefit from knowing of this particular supplement. I've been able to accomplish more things in this past week than I have in the past several weeks combined. So then she goes on to talking about this stuff. But see, the thing about it is, is that, you know, this is what we try to do at Health Masters. We want you guys to realize that we're going to give you the high, finest, highest quality supplements in the world. And that's what we do. So when we do these first segments on, on Doug's show and we're talking about nutrition for the first hour or whatever, I always want you guys to realize if you don't get the nutrients out of your food, let me give you a little example. If you have a hundred different minerals or whatever that are supposed to be in your food, but it's not in the soil when the plant's growing, and you think it's in the plant, but it's not in the plant because it wasn't in the soil, how do you think you're supposed to get it if it was never in the soil to begin with because the crops weren't rotated according to like the Bible says, and the soils weren't allowed to basically stabilize and reproduce minerals in them with all the, with all the microorganisms in the cells and all of the dust blowing in and other things that decaying matter. We don't do that. We don't rotate the crops anymore. We just pump more and more chemical fertilizers into them. So we eat the food. It's devoid of all these nutrients. And when you don't have the nutrients in the soil and you don't have the nutrients in your food, why why do you think you're not going to develop a deficiency symptom? Like, for instance, selenium was one of the biggest reasons people have so many age spots. They have deficiencies of selenium. Uh, one of the biggest reasons people have problems with gray hair and inelastic arteries is a copper deficiency or a magnesium deficiency with the gray hair. I mean, I've had so many people not contact me. Doug, they've used that foot bath with a magnesium, and their hair starts changing colors. And, you know, you've met me. I'm 60 years old. I don't have any gray hair at all. Well, maybe a few right. of them here and there, but I don't pay attention to them. But the point is, I use all of this stuff, and I have been using all of this stuff for 35 years years, I feel great. I have tremendous energy. But I did have a purple stick tonight. I did have a purple stick about an hour and a half ago because we had a three-hour show, and I wanted to make sure that I had my energy up. And a purple stick is the uh, it's basically a green tea stick that has a bunch of vitamins added to it, and it really gives you stabilized energy for really a long period of time. It's a lot better for you than coffee, and it doesn't keep you awake at night, and it doesn't elevate your cortisol. And, yes, we do have purple sticks back in stock again. The manufacturer this time sent us a whole bunch of them, and they had some more, so they, we ordered more. And so there's no limit on those right now. But I highly recommend you get those because they're very very difficult to get because they're sporadic in their production, and that's at the healthmasters.com website. Now I want to read this to you. This is we talked about. I just got to tell you, Ted. I love the purple sticks, and and I do. I did. I I mixed it with a Red Bull with an espresso back. (laughs) Um, 
No, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, no, seriously, the, the purple sticks, folks. B vitamins, right? I mean, that, that's that's the main. Um, it's like an it's it's like a sublingual or, or a, a, a right now B vitamin boost, right? Isn't that what it is? Well, what it does is it's, it does. It's not really sublingual because you mix it in a glass of water. It's got a really good taste, so it's like a berry taste. First thing right. in the morning, I get up, I get a 22 ounce glass of distilled water. Now, remember, if you're worried about distilled water being slightly acidic. It's very rarely ever distilled water anyhow because you're always mixing stuff in your water. And so as soon as you put anything in water, it's no longer distilled. It just doesn't have any contaminants in it. It doesn't have the calcium and all the other junk in it, but it automatically absorbs everything you throw into it. So I take a purple stick first thing in the morning with a 22-ounce glass of water in a glass, not in plastic. I never use plastic at the house. And I mix it in with about 2,000 milligrams of powdered vitamin C. And I'll drink that over a period of a couple of minutes, and that gives my body hydration first thing in the morning, and it's on an empty stomach, so it gives me more, because there's very, there's, there's not that much caffeine in it, but what it does, it gives you more of an absorption of the green tea caffeine, which doesn't elevate cortisol, and it gives me a really good workout in the morning. And then I'll sit there for about an hour, checking my emails, preparing for my show for the day, and then I'll go work out. And then I'll have, I'll have a fuel, a, a protein shake for breakfast, which is like, it's a whole, whole, whole unbelievably high nutrient protein shake. I mean, I don't even have you on that one yet, Doug. I don't <laughs> handle all the energy that one would give you. And, and that, that's why, that's first thing in the morning. And then I train real hard. I work out for about 30 minutes, six days a week. And I, and I stay in shape with that. And then we do the rest of the things we need to do. And then by three o'clock, I'm doing my show. I have learned one thing, doing a daily show in the middle of the afternoon. It kind of ties up your whole day because you really can't go do anything because you're back at the house by three. And so it's kind of a, it's a really, it's a long-term commitment. So I really appreciate you guys when you listen to the show. And I'm really glad now we have a 24-hour listen line and that people can listen to the show on an ongoing basis because we try to cover the way things I cover on a regular basis. And Austin's my co-host. He's kind of like Joe with you, Doug. And he does a great job. He really does. Now, this, I talked about this a long time with you guys. And I want to talk about this again because it's making more and more headlines. The intelligence of the heart is the heart another brain. Did you know that the human heart is the organ that generates the strongest electromagnetic field of any organ in the body? Because the heart generates the strongest electromagnetic field, the information stored in this electromagnetic field affects every organ and every cell in your body. Could this be why the heart is the first organ to function in a fetus, even for the brain? Besides generating the strongest electromagnetic field, the heart has an intelligence of its own, according to neurophysiologists, which is why certain neurocardiologists refer to the heart brain or the fifth brain. According to neurocardiologists, cardiologists, the heart is not only made of muscle cells, but also of neurons. Researchers at the Institute of Heart Math have done experiments proving the heart's role is not limited to just pumping blood. They believe it has an intelligence and plays a major role in the perception of the body. According to neurocardiologists, 60 to 65% of the heart cells are neuron cells, not muscle cells, Doug. This discovery has helped them to develop experiments that have proved the heart works similar to the brain and in some ways is even superior to the brain. This way, this may be the reason why the heart is the first organ to function after conception. Within about 20 days after conception, the heart starts to function, but the brain does not function until after 90 days. The information tells us the brain may be secondary to the heart. Some research in neurocardiologists are pushing the idea that the heart could actually act like another brain, helping to guide us with a different form of intelligence. Many physiological studies are currently being done regarding the interconnection of the heart and brain and why certain sensations and feelings are experienced at the level of the heart. Generally, love and certain emotional states are felt at the heart level, producing different physiological reactions in the heart. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful how God made us? It's just wonderful. That's oh, a wonderful man. little article that was by, uh, let me find the name of the lady who wrote that, by 
by Changs, is I guess a guy. And so, but so, it, but it's so cool though that this is happening. We're starting to see again how the heart and how the brain interfaces. This is why I've told you before on previous shows, and I've mentioned this many times to my own audience, is that. Everything in your power to avoid cardiac surgery needs to be done. Because when you disconnect the heart from the body and you put yourself on a life support system, your body's clinically dead and you're being held alive by a life support system. And when you move that heart away from your body and you start working on it, a lot of times they'll pull it entirely out of the body and go take it on a table over there and work on it. And you know, it's maybe 10, 15, 20 feet away from your brain. That interface between the heart muscle, because it's no longer pumping, and the brain stops, Doug. This is why 99% of the people that have cardiac surgery are never the same. They have complete and total personality changes because their brain and their heart are not designed to be separated like that. God made us as a whole. You know, the Bible even says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I mean, even the Bible talks about the heart, being able to think through the heart, unless that's just, you know, he's using that as a metaphor. But I'm not sure how in the world people can get through cardiac surgery. That's why I tell folks, and we're going to do a bunch of stuff on that tonight too still, cardiac surgery is the last surgery that I would ever elect to do. It would only be under a dire emergency state because of what happens when you remove the heart from the body. It's something that's not good for anybody. Now, you got any questions on that? Yeah, well, what about heart transplants? I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah, same thing. Well, they're never the same. They're never the same. Okay. They're never the same. I mean, that, that just, it just doesn't, it just, it's never the same. The heart is something that, it's like having a, it's like a brain transplant. You know, now they're doing full head transplants. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, this is all yeah. crazy stuff that they're doing. And see, just because we can do something from a molecular biology standpoint or from a surgical standpoint, just because we can doesn't mean we should. See, this is the problem we have with these chimeras that are developing. We're going to talk about them in a few minutes for research. And when they're taking these human beings and they're combining these different DNA strands with it and they're creating chimeras or these human-animal hybrids. I mean, just because we can doesn't mean we should. And again, this is exactly what happened in Genesis chapter 6 with the fallen angels. And they started sinning against even the reptiles of the earth is what the book of Enoch says. And the sad part about all of this is this is what we do in science all the time. We always push the envelope. Look at CERN. I mean, we already, I was talking to Dave Hodges the other night before my show. He, he was on my show with me yesterday. If you want to listen to the show, he did a great job with me yesterday. He was talking about Benghazi and what really happened with the standout orders after the 13-hour show that we watched a few weeks ago. And I was telling Dave, I said, Dave, it seems to me the more I dig into all of this stuff, the more I dig into the physics, the more I dig into the, the actual scope of reality where we live, I said, I don't understand half the stuff anymore because what we were taught 30, 40 years ago when I was in graduate school, now they've all proven it. Well, none of it was true. And it, it was just a big lie. And I said, every time they tell us something, it seems like it, they turn back around 10, 15, 20 years later. They say, well, that wasn't true now. That wasn't true now. That wasn't true now. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, I still remember when they told us there were, no, there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, you know, and that they had all this evidence to prove that. It was all a lie. And so it's starting to get very frustrating with this criminal government that we have in the United States now that's been hijacked pretty much by a mafia that, you know, we get told all these lies all the time, and it's continual. I mean, I still want to know. I mean, Steve, Steve uh, Quayle wrote a really good book on it as far as, you know, the thing about down in, down in Antarctica. I want to know why Antarctica is a no-fly zone. I want to know why we can't fly a plane down there and go explore that place ourselves. I want to know why they don't allow us to do that anymore. I mean, we have aircraft now that should be able to easily transverse Antarctica, but they don't allow us to do it. But yeah, they allow Wait us to a second. Go, go, go it's fly. a no-fly zone? I, yeah. I, I mean... Okay, I, I just want people to, I want people to realize that seriously. Exactly why? Yeah. Of all places. I mean, what the heck's going on down in Antarctica? 
Why can't we go down there? If it's why is the military like telling us it's a no-fly zone? Because then they say, well, you can't go down there because we're afraid you're going to crash. Well, so you're going to shoot us down if we try to go down there? What are you going to do? I mean, so something's going on in Antarctica. I, I feel that, but I don't know what's going on down there. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, this whole yeah. thing that we've been taught is just this big, giant, steaming pile of just horse malarkey that we, you know that everything's a lie. And, and the more you dig into this stuff, the more you're beginning to realize how you've got neural cells in the heart muscles. I wasn't taught that in neurochemistry when I, when I had gross cadaver dissection. We didn't, we didn't tell. Then we told us that they should have known that 30, 40 years ago. I mean, why in the world is that all coming out now? And the thing that's interesting about this, Doug, is that the more we learn, the more we become free. Because remember, the Bible says the truth will set you free. They don't want us to be set free. They want us back into that medieval state in which they've got the serfs of the lords, and they can continue to promote the human species that way. So it's, it's an interesting place to be. Here's another article. Peter Gotzik, founder of the Cochrane Collaboration, visits Australia to talk about the dangers of prescription drugs. And I covered all of this in detail in my latest book, Breakthrough Health. And you, you have a copy of that. He, he estimates that 100,000 people in the United States alone die each year from side effects of correctly used drugs. Unbelievable. That means 100,000 people die every year in the United States. It's actually higher than that from correctly used drugs. Two of his biggest targets are antidepressants and painkillers called non-steroidal anti-inflammatory compounds such as ibuprofen. Another one sold under the brand name of Vioxx was withdrawn after it emerged because it had caused up to 140,000 cases of serious heart disease in the U.S. alone in five years. It was on the market during which time its manufacturer, Merck, was withholding information about its risks. It said that about half of the cases were thought to have been fatal. In the paper last year in the Lancet of Psychiatry Journal, Professor Gottschick argued our use of antidepressants is causing more harm than good. He said as the evidence against drugs such as Valium and Xanax emerge, they have been replaced with antidepressants that are equally as addictive and their side effects are just as dangerous. Side effects, by the way, of Xanax, trying to come off Xanax is actually more difficult, Doug, than coming off of heroin. Professor Gottschick said the biggest victims of overprescription are the elderly. For every 28 elderly people treated for a year with an antidepressant, one will die who will live otherwise. Other causes from these drugs are heart attacks, strokes, and falls. I mean, he goes on into detail with this. This is by Amy Condoroy. But the crazy thing about this is that, you know, we don't think about what's going on because we figure as long as we get our money paid for, or our products paid for as far as the drugs, it's okay. And we don't realize that this cabal, this, this, this group of bankers that run all of this stuff and own all of these pharmaceutical companies, they only see you and me, Doug and Joe, and everybody listening tonight as a group of potential consumers for the drugs that they want to get on drugs for years, if not decades, to increase the profits. And the sad part about this is the vast majority of problems, and I include high blood pressure, depression, adult onset diabetes, all of these different types of conditions can easily be corrected by changing your diet and taking the proper supplements so your body gets the nutrients that it's supposed to get. And we write articles on this all the time at healthmasters.com, and we have emails that we send out every single day, pretty much now, to all the people as far as the stuff that I write on all these different ways that you can actually lower your blood pressure or lower your blood sugar. There's all kinds of ways to have healthy blood sugar and blood pressure without the use of drugs. But they don't want you to do that, Doug, because there's no money in it. They'd rather put you on a blood pressure medicine that's going to cost you 100 or 200 dollars a month to tell you there's no other alternative. It's simply not true. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's it's an amazing thing. Um, correct use of prescription drugs. 
I'm, I'm just blown away by that. And, and folks, Breakthrough Health, what a, what a fantastic book. It's kind of like an encycl- mini encyclopedia on uh, everything you want to know about uh, well, everything you want to know about drugs. Well, you, well, well look, look at you, Doug. Look at, you know, I'm not making any claims here, but you know, last year, you know, your blood sugar was sky high. I told you we could fix that by changing your diet using supplements. You were able to do that. You now you have good, have good, healthy, normal blood blood sugar. Uh, Dave Hodges had real bad joint issues, and uh, you know, we told him, well, there's nutrients your body needs to have for your joints to be healthy. So we have the healthy blood sugar program, the Hagman healthy blood sugar program, the Hodges healthy, you know, healthy joint program. See, that's the thing is we have all of these things that people can do, and all of these. How should you say it? Uh, resources that you can learn and learn from. Because the truth of the matter is this, Doug. Why do you think you got a headache? If you got a headache, you don't have a deficiency of Tylenol or aspirin. <laughs> okay. The thing, but you know that's how we treat it. Oh, I got a headache. I get some aspirin. Well, you you know how do you know you may have a brain tumor for heaven's sakes. You know there may be something really wrong. Maybe you've got a blood sugar condition. I know a lot of people who have elevated blood sugars. Their head starts hurting real bad at the temples. And people who have hypoglycemia, the head will start hurting at the base of the bottom of the neck. And so you start having a low blood sugar headache or a high blood sugar headache. But, but taking aspirin may make you bleed out for, to, to correct that. And Tylenol can cause liver damage. Well, let's try to figure out maybe you need to change your diet. Maybe you need to start following the healthy blood sugar protocol. And that way you won't have to have these issues anymore. But I see it all the time. And vaccinations certainly don't make us any healthier. Now we have all these schedules for the vaccines that these kids have to use. I mean, you know, years ago, Doug, you know, we were on the seminar circuit with President Bush and Colin Powell and Schwarzkopf and all that. And everybody knows that I've done all that, so I don't want to belabor that. But the point is, I spoke to, you know, 30,000, 40,000 people. I remember one time I had a lady, she was so angry at me because I talked about how you could be poisoned by aspartame because aspartame contains 10% methanol. Tonight, we're also going to talk about Splenda in just a few minutes. And what happened, it was so crazy with her. She walked up to me at the tape table. Back then, it was tapes and not, not CDs. And she stuck a can of diet soda in my face. And she goes, I'll drink this. I don't care what you say. I'll do what I want to do. And I don't care. And I looked at her and, she, I, and I shocked her. And I said, I don't care what you do. And she goes, what do you mean you don't care? I said, why would I care? You don't care. I said, if you don't care about yourself, why should I care about you? I said, I don't even know you. I said, I've told you the research on the aspartame. I said, it's easily available online. You can find it. But if you don't want to believe me, it doesn't matter to me either because I'm not going to be the one that's got to deal with you when you got brain tumors or brain cancer or you start having severe seizures or headaches or you're suffering from severe depression, which are all side effects, or you have optic nerve degradation because of the methyl alcohol causes you to go blind. I said, that's your choices. And I said, if you don't care enough about yourself to come off diet sodas and you want to deal with all of these things later on down the road, that's your choice, not my choice. And that's what I always have told my patients when I used to see them in my office. I used to see the 40 patients a day. I would say to them, I'd say, look, guys, here's the deal. I can't make this happen for you. I mean, I can't tell you to not – I can't make you not eat Twinkies and ding-dongs ding dongs and cupcakes. So I've seen Twinkies at health shows that have been there for 15 years that have not deteriorated because nothing will eat them, not even bacteria. I said, but if I don't, can't get you to believe that and you're going to do that, why am I going to try to argue with you when you come to my office every two weeks for a consultation and we monitor your body chemistry to see what's happening to your health? And a lot of people, Doug, they simply couldn't do it. They, they couldn't change the diet because their God literally was their stomach and they couldn't follow simple directions. Like you'd say to them, you got to drink at least half your body weight in fluid ounces and purified water distilled to reverse osmosis every day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you have to drink 100 ounces of water every single day, 10, 10 ounce glasses throughout the day. We've got to flush all of this mess out of your system. It has to be reverse osmosis. Preferably it needs to be distilled, but you need to have your own distiller if you're going to do that. And they'd come back in and say, how much water do you drink? You should have drunk 100 ounces. Well, I drank about 10, 12 ounces yesterday. The rest of 
it was diet soda. And I'm like, that, that won't work. It was just water in that it. way. Well, hey, yeah. come on, it's got water <laughs> it's in it. It's also, it also has paint thinner in it, you know? <laughs> and so you got to get this stuff out. Your methanol is a neurological poison that cannot be made non-poisonous. Aspartame contains 10% methyl alcohol, which, you know, it's just you can't do it. It causes optic nerve degradation. The aspartic acid component will actually eat holes in your brains, you know, and the phenylalanine will cause permanent nerve and brain damage in high concentrations in anybody. Those are the three ingredients they use to manufacture aspartame. Plus, because of the aspartic acid in it, you've got an aspartic Acid receptor in your brain, and when you drink that stuff, you get a you get a you get a, a, a an endorphin release, a dopamine release, and what ends up happening is your body gets super addicted to it, super fast. In some cases of people who are addicted to it, and you try to talk to them about not using it anymore, they just get belligerent and angry with you because they're so addicted to it. And that's sad because our God is not supposed to be our stomach. And if you're addicted to aspartame, and you're listening to me tonight. I ask you, if you're a Christian, please stop doing that. I don't know what else to do. But what I can say is this. Please don't let it be in your house. Let your children have access to it. It's one of the primary causes of depression. I've told you so many stories on the show about people that have not listened to me about aspartame and they died of brain cancer. One of my very best friends, Howard Grant, who was my surrogate father, when my parents got divorced, starting when I was about 11, 10, 11 years old, just when I really needed a guy in my life that was a real macho guy who was a college graduate, he basically helped raise me. He died of aspartame poisoning because he ended up with brain cancer because he drank so much aspartame combined with pork. He loved to eat ham sandwiches and he always drank diet sodas or diet or tea and he would sweet it with sweeten it with the aspartame. And I kept telling him not to do it, not to do it, not to do it because when you can pay, when you take pork which contains sodium nitride, almost every single bit of pork you eat, and you combine it with nitrate with the aspartame, you form a compound called the dikidiopeperazine. That dikidiopeperazine degrades to form what's called the nitrosurea. And nitrosuria's Doug, are the most effective agents known to man for producing malignant brain tumors in laboratory animals. So if you want to have a rat get brain cancer, you give it a diet pep Pepsi or Diet Coke or Diet Soda and aspartame, you know, with aspartame in it, and you and you give them nitrites. This is what happens. You have to stay away from all of that junk. And see, if you don't believe it, okay, let me know how that works out for you. I can't force you to do it. It's like trying to get kids to take vitamins or people to take vitamins. You can't do it. I know guys who've had, I, in fact, I know a man one time, I'll never forget this, in Tallahassee, he was married. And he told his wife, his wife, he, he was really into health nutrition. This is this guy, this is 30 something years ago. And he told his wife about health nutrition all the time. And she, when she followed his protocol, she was always healthy. She felt great. But when she didn't, she was sick all the time with headaches. Finally, they had to go up to a marriage counselor. And the marriage counselor said to her, is it true that if you do the protocol that your husband says that you feel great all the time? And she goes, well, it's true. Yeah, I feel great. When I use this protocol, I feel absolutely wonderful. And she goes, so the counselor asked her, well, do you use this protocol? She goes, no. And, and she goes, well, are you sick all the time? Well, yeah, I'm sick all the time. So he says, so you're telling me that when you do what he asks you to do, you feel great, you have tremendous energy, but when you don't, you're sick all the time, and you don't do it, and you're sick all the time because you just don't want to do it. She goes, yeah, that's right. And I could tell you how it ended. Wow. It ended with this couple getting divorced. But see, that's the problem. A lot of people would rather die than try to change their diets or try to change their lifestyle patterns. And a lot of people are so used to giving you a 30-minute organ recital on how bad everything is, Doug, that once you ask them how they feel and they start feeling better, it so changes their frequency and their mental state that they basically don't know what to do and they want to go back to feeling sick. It's like if they got a thermostat on the wall and they like being sick so they can complain about it all the time. And when you try to help them, they don't want to be helped. And I've seen it over and over and over again in my practice, over and over again. Crazy. 
This is the long-range objective of the globalists. Just a, uh, I mean, uh, what else can it be? Thrust upon us the uh, acetaminophen, which is not good for for you. The uh, uh, the diet, you know, compounds, the, the sodium nitrates, and, and uh, I, I mean, explain to me why there's not more of an outrage. I, I, I guess. Well, I, I suppose you don't have to explain to me. I guess you you explained it well, but um, I mean, what's the end game objective here? Just to kill us all, make us sick, kill us all, make us slaves of the other well, big But remember, the, the the sicker the population, the more drugs we use and the more money they make. This is about extraction. This is about taking the last little bit of money we have out of our systems, and it's not even about poisoning us because they're going to do that anyhow. It's about the fact that they want us enslave us. It's, it's, it's the whole thing is they want to keep us asleep, Doug. That's what the whole thing boils down to. After all of these years of studying it, that's the main thing I saw. They want, a, they want a neurogenerative decline. That's what they want. They, 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 they don't want people to think. They don't want people to have a concrete, rational thought. They want people to stay sick all the time so that they're dependent on the state and they're do what they're, t- they're told. It's like these so, so a sick population. A sick population is a compliant population. Is what That's you're right. Saying. And well, you think about this: all of these Jews and Germans and Gypsies and infirmed, and all of these people that you watch in these old videos of the Nazis lining them up in front of a ditch with a bunch of dead bodies in them, and these people look in the ditch and they'd see all these dead bodies, and they would stand there and get shot and fall in the ditch, and the next group would come up and fall in the ditch. I mean, are you kidding me? The only way that could have possibly happened that those people were drugged. That's the only way that could have happened. They probably drugged them with so much fluoride the day before they did that to them that they were so compliant they did anything they were told to do. They were servile. And that's the goal of the globalists. They don't want a population that's awake that's going to pick up a chair or pick up a baseball bat and say, well, no, we're not going with you. How about that? How about that? We're not going to do that. That's remember that we lived, uh, we, I read that to you from the archipelago, remember? That's about right. what's, what they said in, in Russia. They said that the people who we were hauling off every night just picked up a chair or a baseball bat or a stick or a pitchfork every time somebody came through the door, we, we just stopped picking these people up. And, you know, in the Soviet Union, the communists literally killed tens of millions and tens of millions of people. They made Hitler look like he was small potatoes. I mean, Germany ended up losing like 20 million during the war, which is about a third of their population. But the Soviets, oh, my gosh, 40, 50, 60 million in some counts with Stalin. But they just, they willingly just walked right into whatever they were going to be, whatever's being done to them. And the sad part about sobering read. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. We're we're almost at the top of the hour, but Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, a a very sobering read, and and one that I think everyone should read. Uh, Ted, just hold that thought. We're at the uh, we're approaching the top of the hour here, folks. Healthmasters.com. That's Dr. Ted Brower, and you know the purple sticks are in. So I got to tell you, uh, order away, folks. Healthmasters.com, and of course, Joe, he's got a, uh, a show on the Global Star Radio Network. 3 to 4 p.m. with the Sun Austin, yeah, right here, uh, each and every day, and on Sundays before Dave Hodges' show, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a doubleheader on Global Star. His book, Breakthrough Health. Um, Breakthrough Health is a, is a great book. Uh, I'd urge everybody who can get it to grab it. Um, not only does my dad have a copy, I have a copy, my wife has a copy, and we refer to it often. And uh, we want to thank Ted for all the, the good work he does. We have two more hours left. This is fantastic. We're coming to our top-of-the-hour break right now. We will be right back after this with more from Dr. Ted Brewer. This is the Global Star Radio Network.
Welcome back, folks, to this segment of the Hagman Hagman Report. Very special guest, Mr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Folks, visit healthmasters.com, and if you haven't done so already, certainly sign up for the newsletter. It's a great newsletter. Uh, it, 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 all of the information there is actionable. And when I say actionable, I mean, you know, if you're concerned about your health, if you're concerned about the health of your loved ones, that is really a good source of information, as his his website, that's healthmasters.com. Of course, Breakthrough Health is a great book. Um, The vitamins, the nutritional supplements of Health Masters. I could talk all day long on the quality. Um, Of course, I I won't, but uh, the quality is above all others when you put them together. And of course, if you want to buy your vitamins at... uh, I don't know, Walmart, Kmart, or whatever discount store. You know, it's it's always been my viewpoint. You get what you pay for, and you, I take health seriously, especially the, I mean, my wife and 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 others, uh, my my children, my grandchildren. You've got to really focus, and you've got to really take control of your life. If you don't, well, if you don't, if you don't, then that's your fault healthmasters.com. Before we get back to uh, Dr. Brower, just want to mention that uh, americansurvivalwholesale.com, great people, americansurvivalwholesale.com, Christian-owned, veteran-owned company. Folks, if you need a Bible, do you need a Bible out there and you just can't afford a Bible? Uh, americansurvivalwholesale.com, send them an email. They just got in a shipment of, of King James Bibles for those in need. This is a, a fantastic Christian outreach program. That's AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. And while you're at it, take a look at the selection of long-term storable food as well as survival supplies. What a fantastic, what a fantastic store. What a fantastic site. That's AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. I, anything you can imagine. And, and by the way, we, uh, here at the studio, we snack on a lot of the dried, freeze-dried, uh, fruits. For example, the bananas. The raspberries, the strawberries, the peaches, man- I mean, you name it. We snack on those as well. That's AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. But you know things are getting bad. Don't wait for whatever supply disruptions or whatever. Visit AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com and get prepared because we know things are going to be bumpy here in the, in the short term. With that, let's get back to our show. Again, Dr. Ted Brewer is our guest. Healthmasters.com is his website, healthmasters.com. And just a couple of the specials they have, uh, the magnesium topical four-pack kit and the Hagman blood sugar protocol special right on the front page. Also, uh, I like this, their basic healthy lifestyle kit. It says, don't know where to start? Try our base- basic healthy lifestyle kit uh, right under under their show information on the right-hand side page of the website and these are supplements uh, that we use ourselves here at the Hagman and Hagman Studios and uh, they are the best so with that let's bring back Dr. Ted Brewer and let's get right back into some news oh there we go hey. are you there? <laughs> yeah yeah we, we, we heard you I think plugging something in perhaps but anyway or walking back or walking back right Oh, I did. Oh, I, I didn't know. I was. I was actually chambering a gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you you want to explain, or, or should we just wait for the shot? I just, I just keep a gun with me all the time. You guys know that. I, I just. I know what I was doing. I have a uh, really nice FNN battle pistol. It's an FNX forty-five. It's a tactical gun, 
and I was just uh, checking to make sure it was chambered and it was hot, and I was doing all that. That was that's what you were hearing. I apologize. I didn't know you were uh, listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's but, uh, all right. But I always have a gun with me, and I've got. I always I also also carry a Kimber with me. But the FNN, I like that because that gun has. You can put fifteen. Uh, this, the gun comes. You put fifteen rounds of forty-five in the magazine, and another one in the in the in the pipe. Is you have sixteen rounds, and so it's a phenomenal weapon. It's it's not as accurate as the Kimber, but it's a good gun. Oh, I, I also will fuss him if I don't remember to do this this time, because it's the Hagman show again. We're going to put on another sale for you guys, and so it's going to be Doug Five again. We don't do that all the time, but we're going to do it again this month. Doug Five, it's five percent off everything, including distillers and everything. The distillers are like I think three or four hundred dollars, so you're going to save twenty, thirty dollars. So that was pretty much cover the freight costs, and so it's a phenomenal discount. It's five percent of the highest quality supplements in the world as far as I'm concerned. And so it's Doug 5, and that'll be good through the end of this month. I want to read you this article here. Forced vaccination for all hospital workers passes through the Indiana Senate unanimously. I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, these ladies don't deserve this, and these men who do, hospital workers, don't deserve this. Requires a minimum of eight vaccines for hospital employees as a condition of employment. Flu shots, measles, Mumps, rubella, tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis. This article mm. goes on to say, there is no crisis warning government forced vaccination of hospital employees. These vaccines are readily available to the employees who want them. Many labor unions oppose these flush shots. There is no guarantee an employee will even respond to vaccinations. According to the CDC, the 2014-2015 flu shot was approximately 19% effective. I mean, unbelievable that this has passed through the United States, passed through the Indiana Senate unanimously. Where are our rights, Dougs? What has happened to our rights? Why, why do we think any of this is okay? I don't think that's okay. What do you guys think? <laughs> No, it's not okay, but no. it is conditioning. Uh, if you've noticed, and, and you've pointed this out, Ted, when you go into pharmacies anymore, uh, you know, say you have a cold or you just came off of a minor surgery, you go to get your antibiotics filled, they offer you, they ask you about your flu shots. Did you get your flu shots this year? Did you get your, you know, vaccine this year? Do you want one? I've seen um, specials at certain drugstores that give you 20% off your bill if you get a flu shot while you're there. And then on on top of this, this is uh, years, uh, I don't know, three, four years in a row we've seen where health workers have been given the option to receive a vaccine or quit their job. And, and i got to tell you this, Ted, uh, if you, uh, those, uh, those people over the age of, I'll say, 50, if you watch um, reruns of Annie Griffith, how many people out there do that? I, I don't know. I'm sure many. An interesting thing, I, I happened to see, catch this, not that I watch, seriously, not that I watch this, but uh, I, it was on and I happened to see um, an episode from 1962. It, it, it's, it was called The County Nurse. It was season two, episode 24. I just pulled it up here. And it, it's uh, uh, a local farmer, Rafe Hollister, refuses to take his vaccination. So Andy and Barney try to convince him that he should, and, and they actually go out with a the, he shoots at them, and of course Andy doesn't carry a gun. But but you know even back in 1962, I mean think about that, uh, the conditioning process. You have to take your vaccination. You've got to be vaccinated. Uh, it's just an amazing thing. That's just a little, little bit of trivia there. Perhaps not warranted, but uh, I, thought, I thought it was interesting. 
Well, when we no, think about it, that, you know? it's programming. It's, it's back Tavistock, yeah. I guess. The Tavistock Institute, how they program us. Right. Uh, here's, another art, here's another article. It's about artificial light is toxic to the human biology and to mental states. And it talks about how full-spectrum lighting is the most important light we can use, and that incandescent lights are bad, but fluorescents are much, much worse. And it says that as a society, we're using more technology. There's increasing evidence that artificial light has negative consequences on our health. And the reason it does is because of what it does to the pineal gland as far as our sleep cycles with melatonin. And they're saying that you should never use TVs and electronic devices for at least a couple of hours before going to bed because of what it does to your brain and how it can cause abnormal circulation and abnormal circadian rhythms. I mean, it's a pretty crazy story, but you know, I knew that for years, Doug, and we've been telling people for many, many years to use full spectrum lighting in their homes. And that's what we have in my gym. I've got full spectrum lighting. <laughs> Excuse me, Doug. I have full spectrum lighting in the gym. And, and so it gives you better better energy pulses, and the, the fluorescent lights are the worst. That's why so many people, when they work on under fluorescent lights throughout the day, their energy levels are always really, really bad. Now, here's the article I want to read, talk to you about today. Uh, aluminum exposure reduces sperm counts, and it says, Are flu shots contributing to male infertility? Now, remember, we're also getting flu or, or the aluminum from all the shots that we take, and rather, not just flu shots, and also from the chemtrails. And it says, uh, and this is interesting, a staff writer, Ethan Huff, and he goes on to say, researchers in both the UK and France found that the higher level of aluminum inside a male's body, the lower his overall sperm count and quality of semen. This is published in the Elsevier Journal of Reproductive Toxicology. Sure enough, their suspicions were confirmed. Aluminum, which can actually accumulate inside individual sperm cells, was found to be directly associated with damaged male fertility. Participants with low concentration sperm were found to have higher levels of detectable aluminum in their bodies, while those with low aluminum content had higher concentrations of healthy sperm and better reproduction. I mean, here we go again. And I did not know this until today. I had no idea that that was part of the chemtrail process with the aluminum reducing sperm counts, but it makes sense because aluminum is so poisonous to every living system on the planet, you really have to avoid it. It's, it's, it's a neurotoxin, and it can be absorbed directly through the olfactory glands, directly into the blood, directly into the brain, and contaminate your body. Here's another really good article. It says six body tissues that can be regenerated through nutrition. I'm going to go over a couple of these with you real quick. And the biggest thing it talks about have nerve regeneration, especially with the peripheral nerves, have vitamin B12. We've got a really good sublingual B12 and curcuum, which is basically the turmeric product. How important it is for regenerating nerve cells, liver regeneration, again, curcuum, which is the turmeric, the vitamin E and milk thistle, beta cell regeneration as far as the, uh, the cells in the pancreas. The best thing they found so far for that is black seed oil. Now, I'm not making any claims on that one either because that's a rough one to work with as far as that. I'm not making any claims anybody's going to recover from adult onset or juvenile diabetes. But they're recommending that black seed oil, they've seen some improvement with that, vitamin D, curcumin again, and arginine. Hormone regeneration, the most important thing they said was test, was vitamin C if you want to get healthier hormones because the vitamin C is such a critical component of hormones. Cardiac cell regeneration, they're talking resveratrol and acetylcysteine and cartilage and joint and spine research and what regeneration. Again, it's the turmeric and again, resveratrol. And of course, we use the joint rebuilding formula, which is that Dave Hodges protocol and it works really, really way good. And here's another article on nine simple ways to unclog your arteries naturally. And again, it's by Sayer G who also wrote the earlier article. And it says the best way to clean out your arteries is like through B vitamins, garlic, pomegranate, 
In fact, I was just talking to a radio show talk show personality today, and he was been taking the cod liver oil, and he says, "How do you get it down?" I said, "Just chase it with some pomegranate juice." That's how I take black seed oil every night. B L A C K. I take that every night, and I just chase it with pomegranate. It kills the taste. Also, cabbage, fermented cabbage, and L arginine. This would be in my HGH stimulate. It's a phenomenal product. It, 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 it says this amino acid is actually capable of preventing arterial thickening by up to 24% reduction. That's huge, by the way. And the promaganda is also shown to be able to do that. And then again, turmeric again. The, uh, it says to use the turmeric again. It says that's another really good product for as far as cleaning out the arteries. And then it goes on to say vitamin E, EDTA, which is our uh, a really good product that helps to clean out the calcium out of the arteries. You can take that orally, and you can also take that intravenously. We have to do it at the doctor's office. And, of course, the good old-fashioned cod liver oil because it makes the blood flow a lot better. Now, here's a really interesting, Doug. I don't usually hear a lot of this stuff, and I wanted to cover this with you tonight, too. This is on psychobiotics. And this is this is so interesting. It's bacteria for your brain in your gut. Isn't that interesting? I've never really talked about microbiome in mental health and behavior. But pioneering researchers have now been have been substantiating that inflammatory models of mental illness, such as depression and bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, a lot of that starts in the gut with the immune system and the taking of antibiotics. I mean, I've never heard that before. Oh, I haven't either. Yeah, isn't that, but isn't that interesting? It said this is by this is this is a Kelly Brogan. She's a medical doctor. It says inflammatory models of mental illness. She goes, you guessed it. It's in the gut, housing seventy percent of our immune system. The gut is the interface between the outside and inside world, so separated by one cell thickness. If depression is a downstream collection of symptoms, syndromes and inflammation and oxidative stress and mitochondrial dysfunction are driving these symptoms, what's the source? It appears from data in animals and humans. It's the disruption to our gut ecology may be a major player, and the microbiome has stepped to the forefront of cutting-edge psychiatric research. I had no idea. Enter psychobiotics. A live organism which ingested in adequate amounts produces a health benefit in patients suffering from psychiatric illnesses. In placebo-controlled trials in humans, measures of anxiety, chronic fatigue, and depression and anxiety associated with irritable bowel syndrome were vastly improved with the introduction of proper probiotics into the diet system and fermented beverages, drinks, and foods. I mean, this is an amazing study. It says it has direct influence on your intestine. It has a direct protection for the intestinal barrier and influence on local and systemic antioxidant status, direct microbial produced neurochemical production, indirect influence on neurotransmitters, prevention of disease induced alterations, overall intestinal microbia, and dot and direct activation of neural pathways between the gut and the brain. And also hmm. limits the cytokine production of the body and prevents that cytokine storm that we've talked about so many times, which causes massive inflammation. So what I do is this: you know, I take my probiotics at Health Masters every day. That's that's one of the best products we carry. But I also drink um, fermented. Uh, it's it's called it's called kombucha. It's a fermented drink. I drink it every single day. It's loaded with B vitamins and it really helps the gut gut microbiome. And also I drink and I eat a lot of cabbage. I do it on an ongoing basis because that's really healthy for the gut. And sauerkraut is one of the best things that you can eat if you can figure out a way you like it that you can eat on a regular basis that really, really helps to maintain proper gut integrity. So now we're finding out that many psychiatric illnesses are caused by gut disorders, and when you go on antibiotics, you pretty much kill all the microbiome in your intestinal tract, and you have to replace those to restore those, and it could be from the constant use and overuse of antibiotics, Doug, they're having all these people are having all these psychiatric conditions around the world now. 
I mean, that makes but, a lot more sense to me than anything else. It, it, it does. Uh, uh, now, but what about people who don't take or haven't taken antibiotics uh, at, at all or, or overused antibiotics? How do you explain that? Or is that the other part of the statistics that are not, I, I mean... Well, no, no, that's, that, no, that's good. No, that, that's an excellent question. We found that cod liver oil, and, stu- and studies have shown that cod liver oil is more effective at combating the mild to moderate forms of depression than Prozac is. You just have to okay. make sure you get a high-quality cod liver oil. That's very, very important, and along with B vitamins, especially we only use the methylated B vitamins at Health Masters because they're the ones your body can use. About 40% of the population can't even absorb B vitamins because they don't their body can't handle them if they're not methylated. It's the way they're put together. And now I know that, that that radio producer I was telling you about, he was having all kinds of health problems, all kinds of mental problems. He wasn't, they're not like crazy stuff, but he wasn't having, he had, he had like brain fog. And I told right. him, I said, well, you've got to be taking our B vitamins. And he goes, well, I don't want to do that because B vitamins make me really irritable and they don't work for me. He says that I get really sick on B vitamins. I said, you won't get sick on mine. I said, mine are incredible. I said, they work great. And Doug, you know, you've had, I've given you, I sent you the B vitamins too. Yeah. And you know yeah. how important those are and how good they are and how they make you feel. Yeah. And I, I, I do take B, B vitamins all of the time. And I'll tell you this. I don't, well, there was a couple of days there were a few days there where I didn't, did not take B vitamins. About the third day, I think it was maybe like a three or four day period, but 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 toward the end of the that that period, um, I felt different. And you talk about brain fog, man! I'm telling you, the the B whatever is in your B vitamins, and this is not a sales pitch; it's just a fact. Uh, really affects me greatly. I mean, with energy, with focus. You talk about focus factor. My goodness, B vitamins, absolutely. So it's interesting you say that too about the about the gut and about all of this. How all of this works together. Well, no, it is. In fact, this morning I was, I was sitting there back before we had our prayer time. I told Sharon I said, "Give me some B12," and I chewed up about five. We have really good B12 sublinguals, and if we only use the methylcobalamin, not the methyl stuff that contains the uh, the uh, the cow. You'll come to me in a second. They also have the. Um, Oh, we have the methylcobalamin is the best, and then they have a the, the one that has the poison in it, the B12, which is the one most people buy. It's, then it doesn't work either. It's a horrible product. It contains cyanide. It's, it's cyanide cobalamin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I, I'm not even making this up, buddy. It's the truth. And uh, the methylcobalamin is a good part of the cyanide. I don't recommend, and it doesn't work anyhow. I can't get any use out of it. I, so I chewed up about five of those things, and man, all of a sudden, like I'm walking around, and all of a sudden the room got real bright. And my hearing got real sharp, and, uh, and my brain kind of like booted up, and I thought, what the heck? Because I hadn't taken any B12 like that in a couple of days. And I thought, man, I love this stuff. This is an amazing product, and it just, it's just amazing what it does. Here's another one. Wait, wait a second. Ted, Ted, can I ask you something here? You know you know the energy shots that are in convenience stores and grocery stores? I don't know. What are they? The little uh, bottles that, that supposedly? Yeah, five-hour energy, those things. Uh, what's up with those? Okay. Well, they're primarily B vitamins, though, but I don't know if they're any good or not. I have to, I would have to look and look at them and see. But I mean, it's you know, it's the same thing. I mean, it's just you know, why would you take something like that with you know? It's a lot of them containing a lot of caffeine and other things from a, from a right. coffee. Source. I don't like the coffee source caffeine. Gotcha. So I don't, I don't take those. If I'm gonna do, if I want one of those, I'm gonna take a purple stick. I'm just gonna take right. a purple stick. You know, and like okay. you know, like tonight, an hour and a half before the shower, before the show, I took a purple stick. And, you know, and I'll stay, I'll stay steady on it all night. Then I'll take a couple of melatonin before I go to bed. I usually take one. I'll take two. And I use a purple stick after, I usually take, don't take a purple stick after until after eight, seven, eight, seven, six, six, seven in the morning when I get up. I'll do a purple stick. I need like one of those a day. And that's, yeah. and I don't, I don't need that, but I like to take them because they kind of boot me up in the morning a little bit quicker. Even without them, I feel great. But I just like the, I like the, I like coffee. Okay. I really do like coffee. 
but I don't drink it very often anymore. I occasionally, maybe once or twice a year, will have a cup of coffee. And the reason for that is every time I drink coffee now, it messes up my sleep cycle. I can't sleep. I wake up at two or three in the morning and I'm wide awake and I'm all fidgety and I'm all irritable. And I get, I get, I get a real short temper when I drink coffee because of the cortisol, because cortisol is a stress hormone. It really affects me negatively. And so my whole family has asked me not to drink coffee very often. Plus after about the third day, after about the third day on coffee, Doug, I feel so so, I feel so crappy on about three days after coffee. I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel awful. My brain's fogged up. My energy's horrible. And that's because the cortisol levels affect everything. It affects cognition, but the purple sticks don't do that. The purple sticks give you this incredible energy, stable all day long. It doesn't drop off like coffee does. And you just feel good all the time on the stuff. And I only, but only, like I said, I only take one in the morning. So a pack of what, 20 or 30, it lasts me almost a month. And so I don't really use them, but once a day, unless I do a big show like this it's late at night and then I'll do something like that because it really helps me to stay a little bit more mentally acute late at night here's an interesting one and I talked about this in one of in my last book I came out again top farmer brand of children's vitamins this is Flintstones contains aspartame GMOs and other hazardous chemicals is that crazy Kids' vitamins are supposed to be healthy, right? Well, then, what's going on with Flintstone's vitamins, which proudly claims to be the pediatrician's number one choice, produced by the Global Pharmaceutical Corporation, Bayer. <laughs> surprise, surprise. That's all tied together with Monsanto. This wildly successful brand features a shocking list of unhealthy ingredients, including aspartame, sorbitol, hydrogenated oils, and GMO corn starts. Are you kidding me? And how many people, we have organic children vitamins at the office that are amazing. 70% of Americans are being treated for depression. They don't have, says award-winning investigative journalist. This is by Julie Wilson. And she goes, an award-winning investigative journalist, Kelly Patrick O'Meara says, when it comes to psychiatric diagnosing, it doesn't matter what people in the medical and the psychiatric community believe, but rather what they can prove. And her book, Psyched out how psychiatry sells mental illness and pushes pills that kill. Argues that tens of millions of Americans are treated with problems they don't have. Seventy percent of Americans are taking SSRIs. Yet the majority has never suffered from major depressive disorder. I'd have to see her numbers on that to believe that, Doug. I can't believe it's that high. That 70%. This is what she says. 70% of Americans are taking serotonin reuptake inhibitors. I can't. I, I, if it's that high now, I did not know that unless you're talking about a certain group. But that means out of seven, that means 33 million, sorry, 300 million people, you got 210 million people taking SSRIs. Wow. Yeah, no, no, tell me again what those are. Uh, it's, a, it's like it's like Prozac. Yeah, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and they're antidepressants. What they do is, see, in, in, the, in the brain, you, your brain releases serotonin, which is like a feel-good chemical, right? It makes you kind of happy. And what happens when you take this stuff, it keeps the serotonin from reuptaking in the brain as quickly, which makes you have a better mood for a longer period of time. The problem is that when you take this on an ongoing basis, it exhausts the raw materials the brain needs to manufacture the, the uh, serotonin. And when the serotonin gets to that point, it drops off precipitously, which causes these people to be suicidal in many cases. So it's a really bad product. 
that really needs to be avoided as much as possible. So I always tell people, you know, we don't need to be taking tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people don't need to be taking serotonin reuptake inhibitors because they're poisonous as far as I'm concerned, and they cause suicidal behaviors. Here's another article. Flu shot paralyzes a nine-year-old girl. She goes from speaking two languages fluently to now only speaking ten words due to the flu shot. I mean, this story is just one of those horrible stories to read. She can not only speak clue, she only can speak ten words, including mommy and daddy, and is blamed for paralyzing this 12-year-old girl who now needs a room for her own. And she said, uh, well, I'm not going to read you the story. It's a flu shot. It's, it's, too, it's too awful. The CDC has added three more shots to the vaccine schedule, doses and vaccines for U.S. children from birth to 18 years. In t- 1983, we had 24 doses, seven injected vaccines, and four oral vaccines. Now, in 2016, Doug, we have 74 doses, 53 injected vaccines, and three oral vaccines. Is that insane or what? 74 doses and 53 injected vaccines. No wonder we got all that. And now now they're saying that the autism rate's 1 in 45. It was 1 in 58. Now they're saying 1 in 45. And they said that by 2025, it'll be 1 in 2, which is about right. And by 2035, all boys will have autism. And by 2036, 2037, all girls will have autism. This is directly because of environmental damage being done by GMOs, it's being done by the glyphosate, and it's being done by these vaccines. And it's happening all over the place. In fact, we were talking, that show that we did last summer with you, that we talked about the doctors who had died and how some of them were being, were being, were involved, involved with the um, exposure of Nagalase. That thing, that silly, that show we did, I pulled it up off a website earlier with you. That thing's already had, that one website that basically copied your website had 300,000 views on that one email that, that one, the one show that we had done that used a 20 minute segment because I went into detail on all of that stuff, how it increases the risk of heart disease, how it increases the risk of cancer, how it increases the risk of diabetes. And we talked about that in depth about what this Nagalay stuff does. And now they're telling us that it's less than, less than one in 50 now children are having problems associated with autism and learning disorders. I mean, it's very difficult, Doug, right now to walk down a street. I can walk down my street right now and go four or five houses down, and I know two families that are being affected by learning disability children and autism in children right now. I mean, right down my road. And I guarantee you that's the way it is in every American household. But again, that's what the globalists want, because think through this with me for a second. If we have 1 in 50 kids or 1 in 45 kids coming down with autism, and within 10 years or 9 years from now it's going to be 1 in, one in, one in 25, okay, or 1 in 2, 1 in 2 in t- 10 years, 1 in 2, nobody's going to have children anymore. It's the biggest population reduction ever in the history of the planet because, number one, these autistic kids aren't going to reproduce, number one. And number two, as a parent, you're not going to want to have children if you know 50% of your kids are going to be autistic. And then when it's 100% of the kids by 2035 are going to have autism, are you kidding me? Nobody's going to want to deal with that. See, it's a population agenda again, Doug. And, and the problem is it's screaming out. Trump is the only candidate in America who has talked about the vaccines and the vaccine schedules causing kids to come down with autism. The only person that's ever had talked about it. Even Rand Paul and Ron Paul didn't talk about this at all. Didn't talk about it at all. And they're both medical doctors, and they know better. They know they should have talked about it. I mean, he's the only one. Oh, did you see he came out last week, Doug, and he said that he's going to re- re- release the 28 pages from the 9-11 report to show the American population who really took down the trade towers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's always been a point of contention among uh, among many people. But, yes, the 28 pages, 
the uh, that were redacted from the 9/11 uh, commission report. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And, uh, naming and names. Don't be surprised if the Saudis aren't involved. Here's, they are. another article. Here's another article. Of, we'll talk about the election stuff in a minute. i got to get through these health articles. California rapidly turning into a medical police state. Mandatory vaccines and genetic discrimination are now ruinously harming children. I mean, unbelievable. Schools in California are now being threatened with financial penalties, penalties for admitting kindergartners who are overdue for their second dose of the measles vaccine. The state acted because its data analysis indicates that many schools are erroneously enrolling kindergartners. Oh, my gosh, you're overdue for one or more vaccinations. Are you joking me? This is medical martial law. That's where it's going, and we've talked about it repeatedly on your show. Here's an article by uh, Derek Bros that says the U.K. town moves forward with fluoridating milk for children. Now they're putting fluoride in milk in the U.K. Servile and fertile. Servile and infertile. That's what they want from these kids. On Monday, January 18th, the Blackpool Council approved a plan to introduce fluoridated milk, Doug, to school children via the town's free breakfast program. Unbelievable. Unbelievable they're doing this. I mean, think about this. They're, they're, the council states the fluoridated milk plan will come at no extra cost. Of course it won't. They estimate 8,400 students currently receive milk on a daily basis, and many of them now be drinking fluorinated milk. The plan would add 0.8 milligrams of fluoride per 189 milliliters leak, 4.2 more parts per million. As far as I'm concerned, that's toxic. In, in, February, in April 2015, the U.S. government lowered the recommended levels of fluoride to 0.7 parts per million. This is 4.2 parts per million, Doug. This is insanity. And they're doing it. They don't even care. They don't even care. Here's another article on Starbucks. I love this. This is talking about their, 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 their caramel-colored coffee that's basically called pump, pumpkin latte. It says it includes a caramel coloring that contains the chemical 4-mel, which is classified as a possible human carcinogen by the International Agency for Cancer Research. And a two-year government-funded feeding study found that 4-mel caused lung cancer in mice. And the, the FDA has been recently petitioned to limit car- caramel coloring in soft drinks. It tastes this this pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks contains two doses of this particular chemical. No real pumpkin ingredients. It's made with Monsanto milk from GMO food, corn, soy, and cotton bead. It has 50, 50, 50 grams of sugar. It's got ambiguous natural flavors that can be made from anything on Earth. Artificial flavors made from substances like petroleum, preservatives and sulfites that can cause allergic reactions, impossible pesticide residue from using non-organic. I mean, unbelievable. This is Starbucks. I mean, I'll, I'll take a six-pack like, to go. Yeah. yeah, don't 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 go to Starbucks. How about that? What do you think, Doug? Well, yeah, I, I'm not one for paying four dollars for a, uh, a cup of coffee. You know, That's it, full period. of toxins. That's right. Here's another article. Uh, this is by uh, Adam Zalar. A vaccine suspended at a UK school after up to nine, 15 students collapsed and one was sent to the emergency care after taking a shot, getting shots at school. Unbelievable. This is the Northampton School for Boys collapsed on the fourth Thursday following a series of vaccinations which resulted in severe, severe side effects. Fifteen p- people killed over and, ma- and paramedics were called after these children were injected. I mean... Hey Doug, when do the people need to understand? When, when, when are people going to get it about vaccines? Do you have any idea? Well, I don't know. Let me have another shot of fluoride, and uh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> Here's an article: American girls now come with diabetic accessories. American girl dolls now come with diabetic accessories as poor diets leading to obesity and metabolic disorders in children is accepted as normal. Unbelievable. 
So now we have we. And this is American Girl dolls. They have huge, huge stores. It's a twenty-four dollar kit. Listen, it comes with the, the kit for these dolls. Come with a glucose meter and an insulin pump. These are dolls. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you believe? Is it that bad, Doug? That so many kids have diabetes and women have diabetes. They have to give the dolls diabetic pumps and insulin kits now. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I mean, really. This is a. Uh, another, we're almost done with these health articles, and we'll start on some national news, international news. Uh, science confirms that turmeric is as effective as 14 drugs. And uh, that's one of the things, by the way, in the Hagman blood sugar protocol. It said it's more effect it's more it's more effective than Lipitor, corticosteroids, Prozac, aspirin, anti-inflammatory drugs, metformin, which is the diabetic drug. I mean, this goes on and on and on about all these drugs that were given that have natural side things. And here's another one, Doug. You like this? Reducing salt intake too much may actually harm your heart. Now, I think that's interesting. Close to 6 million Americans have heart failure. We have more than 870,000 cases are diagnosed each year. And what they're saying is that a lot of reason this is happening is because people are on too many low-sodium diets. Among those restricting their sodium intake, 42% died or were hospitalized for heart problems during the study, compared to 26% of those with no salt restrictions. And it's saying that the salt is so important that you can't restrict it out of your diet and we use the natural Redmond salt as you know, Health Masters. It's a phenomenal product. It tastes great, and it's deep mined because you can't be using Morton salt because they use drying ponds, and they also put aluminum triskelate in most salt products as an anti-caking agent. And of course, if you're having it in a drying pond, it's being completely bombarded by chemtrails, which are loaded with the aluminum, and that's also going in the salt. Consumer group warns against consuming Splenda. And it goes into detail saying this is sucralose. This is stuff in the yellow packages. It says in response to the study, the consumer group, the Center for Science and the Public Interest, is recommending that people avoid consuming sucralose, the most popularly known as Splenda. It goes on, it says it, 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 it massively increases the instance of malignant tumors. I mean, you know, Doug, you know, I tell people this stuff for 25 years. You know that? I, I've been telling them for years and years and years and years. And yet, Nobody seems to get it. They still eat this stuff. And, you know, I don't think your listeners do anymore because I've gotten so many emails from your listeners that say, we don't do the diet sodas anymore and the splint anymore because we're not going to allow our bodies to have this stuff, you know, have this happen to us at all. Uh, here's some good news. A forced vaccination bill has been killed in Hawaii. So they're not going force to force the, force the injections on these children. Another article up. Uh, 93% of physicians are concerned about the massive overuse of antibiotics in agriculture. That's, again, because of what it does to the gut flora. When you start using it in the food that you're manufacturing, Doug, you start wiping out the gut flora, which causes all of the problems that we talked about earlier, including now we know psychiatric illnesses actually increase. And now it's saying the rising rates in autism in America have been linked to glyphosate consumption, and GMO cultivation along with other diseases. We've covered that repeatedly. Have you guys talked about the Zika virus at all and what's going on with that? Yeah, I don't want yeah, yeah, a little bit, but please give us your take on this because there is so much, well, there's a lot of uh, confusion with respect to well, what this is. Well, the Zika virus was patented nine months ago. And, you know, of course, it was went through one of the, the Rockefeller things. And, and, it, and it's crazy. There's a... Uh, 
chemical that's called. Nine months ago. I thought it was 1947 when the... That's when they discovered it. They they got the virus down nine months ago. They discovered this is 1947. And now what's interesting is many reports now suggesting that pyrixofen is a larvicide or insecticide used to control mosquitoes, which also causes this same condition. And it's been pumped all over South Central America, has caused this problem with this microencephaly. I think this whole thing is another obfuscation. I personally believe there's a very high probability that Chief Justice Scalia was murdered. I think most people listening, in fact, 79% believe the same thing in the United States. And I really believe that a lot of this stuff has been released, like the Zika virus right now is obfuscation, Doug, to try to cover up, number one, what's going on with the election politics. Number two, all of this stuff they're doing, including this death of, of, of Chief Justice Scalia and the no autopsy and no reports. I mean, unbelievable stuff going on with all of this crazy stuff right now. And the sad part about this is, is that people don't get it. There's always a Monica missile. Remember when Clinton would do something wrong? He'd shut, throw, throw a Monica missile into Argentina, or not Argentina, into Afghanistan or in the Middle East somewhere. Every time Monica Lewinsky came on radio or TV and talking about what Bill Clinton had done to her, all of a sudden they want to obfuscate the current news story and they want to change the headlines and control the narrative and they would automatically throw up a Monica missile and they would change it. You know, Bill Clinton sends a missile into the Middle East. You know, the same thing with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby's being used for the same results right now, too. But remember, Doug, a few years ago, when we were talking, you guys asked me on the air one time about some people on the seminar circuit that I was with, and I told you that Bill Cosby was not a nice guy. And so now, here it is, you know, 20 years later, after he was acting like he did with us on the circuit back in the 90s, all of this stuff's exposed about Bill. Now, don't get me wrong, his TV persona is really, really nice. And for those who didn't hear the story... They had messed up when I was with the Peter Lowe organization back in the 90s doing those success seminars with groups as big as 10 to 40,000 in an arena, sometimes a stadium. Bill Cosby was one of the speakers, and he lives in Philadelphia, and he wanted to, he was, he was going to take a private car in from his residential neighborhood where he was his gated neighborhood, but he decided he wanted to take the train in in Philadelphia to the seminar. Now, why in the world Bill Cosby would get on mass transit makes no sense to me when he was offered a private limousine. I mean, this is Bill Cosby. He's not, it's not like he's not going to be recognized. And so what happens is they gave, they gave, they, they messed up the pickup and they didn't pick him up on the right track. And apparently he, they got, there was a big tie up and he had to walk around and got mobbed by the crowd and a lot of the kind of stuff. So he gets in the limo and he's incredibly mad. And Lori, who was the, uh, the liaison at that point with the speakers, she was like six months pregnant, really pregnant. And, and she gets in the car with Bill, and she profusely apologizes, and he immediately starts cussing her. I mean, cussing her, Doug. I mean, filthy, filthy language. And tells this pregnant girl, if you don't like what I'm saying, if you don't want that newborn baby to hear me, what I'm fixing to say to you, you need to get out of this limo and get, leave me alone, and you can find another way to get back to the, to the, to the, to the event. Tells her this. <laughs> I, 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 guys, I mean, she, he really did this, okay? She comes in... And she, in German, when you, you call it, should be called Gunsverbrot, which means her eyes are swollen. She's been crying profusely. Cannot believe she was talked to like this. And then Peter made her send an apology letter to Cosby. 
Can you yeah, that, that? that'd be the day. Yeah, that'd be the day. I, I don't, I don't care that? who in the hell you are. And, and you know, and, and, and I, and yeah. I, I knew Peter real well back then. I was still pissed that he did something like that. I mean, I cannot believe he made that poor girl who was six months pregnant, and of course she quit the circuit just a few months later after she had the baby. But, but Cosby did that to her, and then he came into the ready room. And actually, actually, we, I wondered. I had never seen the guy. I mean, he's a huge star back in the nineties, right? And so he uh, walked into this one room, and I, I actually he was introduced to me as a fellow speaker. And he got up. It was like a breakfast meeting, and he got up and started talking to the people there at the breakfast and started yelling and screaming at everybody that they weren't in college long enough, they didn't have good enough educations. I'm not. I kid you not. I kid you not. And I think to myself, God, this guy's kind of got an irritant. I'm mad from what happened with the pickup. And so later on that afternoon, I had to speak at like at two o'clock in the afternoon, and Cosby was speaking. I think at like at one thirty, I guess. And so I got there early, and I had actually talked to Cosby, and. He actually and I, we actually got along. I mean, when, when the reason we did is I walked into the ready room, and he had his own ready room area because he was so high profile. He had his own green room that was attached to our. Yeah, we we, we demanded it too, by the way. Yeah. And so, and so he's in the, he's in his own. So, he, but he's in our ready room, right? And so I walk in there. He's in our ready room, and I thought to myself, well, I'm going to get a picture with this guy, which is on my desk right now in my office. You can see it. I probably need to put somebody else up there because of his, the, the scoundrel that he is. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I pulled my camera out of my briefcase, and he looked at me, and he said, who are you, and what are you doing with that camera? And I looked at him, and I said, I'll tell you what there, Mr. Cosby. I said, here's the deal. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. And I said, if you'd been paying attention this morning, you'd already realize that I've already been introduced to you as a fellow speaker here today. In fact, I'm speaking after you speak today. And I said, but if you're in such a lousy mood, I'll put my camera away because I was going to ask you to actually get a picture with you, but I'm not going to do that now because you got such a pissy personality. And he looked at me, Doug, and he didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to say. And he said, well, sit down. Let's take some pictures. And I'm like, God, are you kidding me? And so, so, so I, I get four or five pictures with him. And then Peter comes back there, and he sees me talking to him, right? Now he's being really nice to me. And Peter says, can you do me a favor? Can you babysit him or take care of him until he speaks and leaves? And I said, you got to be kidding me. i got to babysit him. He goes, yeah. He says, well, nobody can get along with him but you, Ted. I said, sure. <laughs> so we're sitting there talking. And I'll tell you what, this guy had the fanciest suit on and the fanciest tie I've ever seen in my entire life. I bet the suit was $10,000. Most beautiful clothes I've mm-hmm. ever seen. And then he's sitting, he's got a stogie that's like 12 inches long, and he's smoking. This is no smoking area. Cosby's got his stogie going, right? And so I'm sitting there talking to him, and I think to myself, this is just nuts. And then he's, it's time for him to speak, and he puts that cigar down. He looks at me, he goes, you watch that cigar. Now, now I'm the keeper of the cigar, Doug. He says, watch oh that cigar. Goodness. I don't want anybody getting any uh, souvenirs from me. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy's a real putz. So he goes up on the platform. DNA, no, this guy's unbelievable. He goes up on the platform, and he starts reading out of Rudyard Kipling's Gunga Din about trench warfare in World War One. Now, they brought him on there to tell jokes and be funny, right? He has the whole audience sleeping and crying. Everybody, he's horrible. He's horrible. And finally, you know, he gets off the platform, and he jumps in his limo, he grabs a cigar, and he's gone. And I'm like, and I'm like God, I'm glad that's over with. That was my experience with Bill Cosby. And then he came back in and did another seminar with us again, but they were told him the next time he had to be funny and he couldn't do that again. <laughs> but that was the first time that I met Bill Cosby and the last time that I met him. So that's a true story. This isn't something you've read in the paper. This is what you've heard from me as one of the seminar speakers back in the 90s from what Bill Cosby did to Lori, who was our liaison. And I saw it with my own eyes. First-hand experience. I mean, this, yeah, this is, is not, not talking not, out of school. I was there. This is- 
This is yeah okay, and, and it, it, it's well not surprising, and, and it's unfortunate. And, and and by the way, folks, this has nothing to do with color, race, or whatever. It it, it has to do with personality and who, who people are. And yeah, it's uh, character. It's not, it has to do with right. character. I mean, now we then he then he then now he's suing the people from that that rape thing in two thousand and five when he had the sealed yep. testimony. He admitted to giving these people date rape drugs and, and drugging them to have sex with him, and it came out of this other court case. And now they, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, this guy's career is absolutely ruined. But one thing he did do. And I've read this in one of the articles. He did an inverted triangle with his fingers on one of the shows he was being interviewed in because that tells the globalists who are involved in this quote unquote, this Illuminati cult of Hollywood, the, the pedophile rings, for mercy. That's what that means, Doug. It means mercy. He was asking them for mercy. Okay. That, that was my question. In yeah. other words, help me out here. Uh, well, yeah, why are you nice. doing this to me, basically? Because see, 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 Cosby understands something. He see, he tried to buy NBC back in the nineties, and and that's right when his son got killed because they didn't want him to buy NBC. He has that kind of money. He was going to do a, basically a hostile takeover of NBC and take over the network, and he and they didn't want him to do it. And that's right when his son got killed. Now, whether those events are mutually exclusive or not, I don't know. But then that whole thing <laughs> of him trying to buy NBC stopped. And so he knows who runs the world and what they do and how they act. And he knows all about it. Like Ted Gunderson knew all about that stuff with the child sacrifice networks out of L.A. These are some sick, sick perverts that run this world global TV entertainment industry that's based out of the United States here, Doug. That's why every single show that are on, that's on TV now is a bunch of perverts. It's all it is, a bunch of perverts, and everything that's anti-American, everything that's anti-family, everything that's anti-God, everything that's anti-Christian, everything that's anti-Jesus, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, Fox News and Fox in general needs to be completely boycotted because of that new show Lucifer they have out. And if guys, yes. if, you're, if you're a Christian and you're watching that show that glorifies Lucifer, shame on you. I'm not judging. I'm just saying shame on you. You should be boycotting Fox. Number one, you should boycott them because of what they did to Donald Trump with that Megyn Kelly who'd like to talk about her personals, her husband's personal uh, Howard Stern. They all asked her all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff about breast size and her husband's appendage size and everything else with Megan Fox, Megan Kelly, and, and nobody wants to talk about any of that. And she's held out to be like the poster girl now against Donald Trump. Are you kidding me? This whole thing is ridiculous. The way they're stacking those 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 debates and those and those they did the same thing to Ron Paul. They stacked the debates with GOP donors who hate Ron, who who are complete and total, you know, Ted Cruz or, or Rubio supporters. Are you joking me, Doug? I mean, I mean, Trump's had enough of this nonsense. They gave they he signed a pact with them. They would treat him right, and they haven't done it. They haven't done it. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, I still pause, think pause, I still think they're the gonna. Go ahead. Yeah, continue. I, I just want to say I still think that they're going to um, end up uh, changing the rules against uh, Trump. But, but go I, on. I, I do, too. I do, too. In fact, the guy who wrote those two books, The Clinton's War on Women and the new one about the crime family with the Bush, I forgot his name, Al Stone, I think it is. Uh, he was on uh, Alex Jones' show today, and he was talking about how they're going to be up to no good, and they're going to try to change the rules with the, the convention uh, with these delegates that aren't pledged to try to take this entire thing away from Trump, regardless of whether he wins the nomination or not, through the primaries. Right. And you know, yeah, it, yep. we're to that point in this country. We have really gone to that level of tyranny. We really have. Yeah, it's sad. Absolutely. It's a, it's the Karl Rovian establishment Republican uh, uh, tactics here that, that uh, really the globalist tactics. But go ahead. 
Because, you know, okay, Beth, let's go. Swiss politicians slam attempts to eliminate cash. They're, they're, they say there's no way you're going to do it. They're comparing paper money to defending the gun freedom of Switzerland. They're not going to let them take the cash away or the Swiss franc. Uh, this explains the recent, recent, recent flurry of articles and outlets such as BBG and Financial Times and op-eds by such established economists as Larry Summers, who wants to get rid of $100 bills, by the way, all advocating the death of cash, a process which would begin by abolishing high-denomination bills like the $500 euro, which they're already doing, and continue until all physical cash in circulation was eliminated. The reason the war on cash is gearing up now is political. Politicians and central bankers fear the holders of currency could undermine their brave new world of using net because they weren't force everybody into negative interest rates. See, this whole thing, and here's what you've got to get, guys, and I know you do it, Doug, and I know your audience does, and, but this is the thing that if, the, if you're just tuning into the Hagman Show, the Bible in Ecclesiastes says that there is no chance that, you know, there's, that, 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 that everything happens under the sun. And it's not, it's by chance and time and everything else, but you turned into this show tonight because you need to hear this stuff and you need to learn this stuff. The globalists and the New World Order and the central bankers and the Rothschild controls, the Sabatine Frankist Kabbalists who are running this whole show and have since the 1600s, they've lost out on the Ponzi scheme. They've so inflated the currency now, there's not enough of the M1 in circulation to, to meet all the debt obligations. This is what happened in 2007, and now it's much, much worse. And so there's only like, it's like, it's, it's insane, Doug. There's like, there's like $3 trillion supposedly in circulation right now with $2 quadrillion in derivatives, which is 2,000 trillions. Okay, well, that's, that means there's like $1,000 or whatever, you know, for every dollar. In, there's $1,000 in debt for every dollar in, in circulation. So it can't be paid off. It, 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 we're, a, we're on a debt-based monetary system controlled by the central bankers. But if they can get to a cashless society, Doug, you never have to worry about having a run on the bank with people wanting cash. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. There because you there's have no it. cash. There is no cash. And all they can do is just continue to manipulate the system by, by adding zeros in their computers. And no one ever knows any difference because it's all cashless. This is what the Bible says in the book of Revelation is going to happen. And these globalist financiers who are involved with all this, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, these, you know, the, the Soros, all of these guys, they're coming together now to try to go ahead and go into the cashless society, just like the book of Revelation says is going to happen. But then the book of Revelation says you'll have to take the mark of the beast, and if you don't, you won't be able to buy or sell. The mark of the beast will be a chip or computer chip or a tattoo or a barcode on you. Who knows? It could be something they give you to swallow. And the sad part about it is, Doug, the vast majority of the sheeple in the United States will just go ahead and take the mark of the beast. And the Bible says you can't be saved if you do that. The sad part about all of this is that we have been warned about this for thousands of years, Doug. We have been warned about these money lenders. We have been warned about what they do. Even Jesus drove them out of the temple. I mean, he, I mean, he even he straight called them out and told them that their father was Lucifer and John. And, this, and the craziest thing about this is, is that we have ignored all of that and ignored the warnings. And the sad part about it is, this thing is coming back to roost now with the United States and globally. And if we're not careful, we're going to find ourselves under this new world order, under a one world religion, all worshiping Lucifer. If we're not willing to, I mean, this, this is what their goal is, Doug. And see what they are. They're so insidious. Well, we're going to take away the hundred dollar bills now. In two or three, four or five years from now, they'll take away the fifties. And then two or three or four or five years from now, they'll take, they'll take away the 20s. And pretty soon, they'll take away the 10s. And then another 25 years, they'll take away the 1s. This is how they work. Sure. It's, it's like the same thing with gun control. They're not going to come door to door if they pass legislation that you can't have a gun. They're not going to do that. They don't have the manpower, the physical ability to do that. But here's what they will do. 
They'll send you a notice in the mail that you have a gun registered to your address that you have not turned in. And they're going to get, tell you that you have X amount of days to turn this in. The computer will generate the letters. And they'll send you the letter. And if you don't show up to turn the gun in, they won't even tell you this, but they'll issue a warrant for your arrest. And the next time you get stopped for a traffic ticket or you want to renew your driver's license or whatever, they'll simply arrest you on the spot and take you away. And what happens if a It's much easier that way. No, it's, yeah, much, it's, easier. it's much easier. Yeah. No, because that, that's how they do everything, Doug. They're so insidious. They have these 20, 30, 40, 100 year plans. They do these things. This is what, look what they did out in Oregon. They assassinated that man a few weeks ago. They assassinated yeah. him. He had his hands up. They shot him in his left hip. He reached, reached down because he had that bullet wound, and they just unloaded on him. I mean, they had no intentions on allowing him. That was, see, with terrorism, you could do that to one person and scare three, four, five, twenty, hundred million people. You're still scared now because they're afraid it's going to happen to them. So that's what they're going to do. They're not going to come door to door. I mean, God, here, here where I live in Polk County, if they decide to come door to door taking guns, God Almighty, they have a fight they never dreamed of, and they know that. They know that would happen. So they're not going to do that. It's going to be really slow, really subtle, really insidious. And that's why I love Donald Trump. He said, I'm going to get rid of these executive orders, including any infringement on the Second Amendment. Second Amendment. And now Obama's asking for billions of dollars to enforce force gun control. And I'm sure that's going to go with confiscation in the budget. And I mean, that's the subject, too, uh, Ted, uh, of the, uh, uh, it will be before the Supreme Court. It's one of, one of 35 cases, uh, the, uh, the revisitation of the, uh, Second Amendment rights. The specific, uh, the specific case, I'm not sure, but that was due or is due to be discussed, um, when Scalia well, I had heard, and I talked to Hodges about this yesterday or Thursday on the show, and I asked him, I said, was Liam meeting with top generals in the military as far as having Obama removed from office? And he said, well, let me say that he was meeting with people, but I can't discuss the context of what, context of what he was doing. Scalia was greatly involved in guns as far as gun rights. And I know a lot of people didn't like Scalia, but the truth is, Reagan put him in back in the 80s, and overall, he's been extremely conservative with his opinions and his viewpoints. I mean, look what he did with the, you know, with the gay marriage ruling also. He wrote the dissenting opinion and all that. And see, the thing about this is, is that if we allow Obama as a lame duck president in his final year to put a member on the Supreme Court, and Congress is acting like they're going to capitulate and lay down and let him do it. I mean, our Congress is so full of pedophilia and perversion and blackmail and bribery that every stinking one of those people that has been voting the way they've been doing, at least 55, 60% of them, need to come out of office in 2016. That's the truth, Doug. All of them. 16, 60% of them probably need to come out, period. And as far as the Senate, because we only get to go a third of them every two years, you, you, the, the, they need to be taken out. This thing is so messed up that even if Donald Trump gets in, these guys are so perverted and so blackmailed, Doug, and there's so many involved in the sex rings and the pedophilia rings and through the United Nations. These guys are a bunch of perverts up there, and they need to be replaced. Speaking no, of perverts, here we here, 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 you, you, I'm sorry, Doug, go ahead. No, we're about 30 seconds away from the top of the hour. Uh, so, so before you just hold that thought, we're going to revisit that, whatever you're going to say on the other side. Just want to say this though: fifty-four Republican senators, twenty-four seats up for grabs this election term. Folks, you're listening to the Hagman Hagman Report. Special guest, Mr. Ted Brower, Doctor Ted Brower. That is HealthMasters.com. That's HealthMasters.com for five percent off. The code is Doug Five.
This is the Global Star Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our third and final hour of the Hagman and Hagman Report on this Friday edition with Dr. Ted Brewer as our guest. His website is healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Also, if you're joining us late and haven't heard, uh, Dr. Ted Brewer and his son host a radio show right here on Global Star Radio Network every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Sundays, 7 to 8 p.m. And they have a new 24-hour call-in number where you can listen to the show via phone any time of the day. Go to their website, healthmasters.com. It's right there on the right-hand side. And Ted will bring you back on if you want to give out the number. Yeah, wait, wait, before you do that, wonderful, wonderful discount for the listeners of the Hagman Hagman Report. Doug 5, Doug in the number 5, in the uh, use that as a coupon code for the uh, all purchases up to the end of the month. Very generous. That's Doug the number 5. That's 5% off. Right. Which adds up because it basically gives you pretty much free shipping if you, if you order less than a hundred dollars worth. It's just you know just everything kind of gets covered for you. Uh, not quite doesn't quite cover shipping, but it's close. Uh, phone number six four one five five two five three one zero to listen to the show. That's six four one five five two five three one zero. And also, uh, if you want to call the office directly, it's one eight hundred seven two six eighteen thirty four one eight hundred seven two six. 1834, and if you're calling out of the country, the 800 number won't work unless you're in Canada, and it's going to be 863-967-0244. That's 863-967-0244. And so that's our numbers, and that's how to get in touch with healthmasters.com. And thank you so much, Doug, for, for letting people know the numbers and stuff. Here's an interesting one. Did you guys get this article? An Algerian man who almost killed his 25-year-old student rape victim Shot it out right before why he was raping her. If Allah wills it in Arabic as he raped her in a darkened alley. Have you heard about this yet? Yes. But All right, please I'm explain. Oh, you Yeah, this is in Hanover, okay? This is my mom's hometown. It's right 25 miles from my mom's place, okay? In Hanover, Germany. A man identified only by his first name was accused of following a student as she walked home from a nightclub in Hanover, Germany after his victim was so badly beaten, he is alleged to have climbed off of her and asked her if she enjoyed it. The shocking details were revealed at the trial of the 37-year-old asylum seeker from Algeria who was denied rape. Prosecutors say the DNA evidence links him to the crime. Uh, she says it's the worst moment of her life, and he basically yells as he's raping her if Aloe wills it. I mean, so I don't even know what to say about that, Doug, except for taking him out back and string him up. That's all I can say. I mean, I, these guys are sick, man, and it, but that's the culture. They see women walking around and not covered up. They think they can rape them because that's that's what they say they can do. Coming it's to another near you. Yeah. No, this yeah, yeah, it's coming to yeah, that's right. A Rothschild puppet, George Soros, is pushing for war with Russia. The Russian general general's office recognized George Soros Society Institute and other affiliate organization as undesirable groups. So Russia does not want Soros there, and he's trying to get Russia to start a war with the United States of America, which I don't think is going to happen. I really don't. Uh, I think the Syria may heat up, but Turkey's not getting any support right now. I had an email come to me just the other day 
and it was a guy who has a radio talk show, and he was talking about how we're fixing to have World War III like in 16, 17, 18 days, something like that. And I mean, he's making all these crazy claims. And it was written by a really high-quality copywriter. The, the ad was that he wrote. And here's what I said. This is my comment on it. A lot of the information used in this advertising and this ad is correct. But I don't believe that nukes will be used in the Middle East. Fuel air bombs may be. Microwave weapons will be. Satellite-based weapon technology could be. Nuclear weapons are old school, 80-year-old technology. They're no longer needed. There's too much collateral damage and radiation damage. I don't think there will be a world war, but this regional war could get very hot. But there may be an economic breakdown. The Rothschild, British, BIA, IMF banking cartels have totally disrupted and corrupted the world's monetary system. The derivative exposure is in the thousands of trillions, the term being quadrillions. The problem is Saudi and Qatar and the CIA want a gas pipeline through Syria. Russia asked Syria to say no. The pipeline was to feed Europe natural gas, competing with Russia's gas that it sells. That's what started the civil war in Syria. Our CIA got involved. Can this blow up in the World War III? Ah, slim chance. It depends on what the bankers want to do. If they want war, there'll be a war. If not, there won't be a war. But they need some type of obfuscation to cover their criminal deeds. Remember 9-11, Building 7? That held the physical evidence for the Enron scam. It was all destroyed. These bankers are incredibly evil and incredibly good at covering their tracks. So World War III in 18 days, doubtful. I consider this to be fear porn. More obfuscation to cover Scalia's death. This is probably disinformation. It was definitely written by a top copywriter who was excellent. I'm sure they're a highly paid disinformation agent. Writer claims to have been in prison. Maybe this is why they released him to release this type of information. The flow of this letter is that of an infomercial to promote his show. The one thing I know for sure is that we live in interesting times. If someone is bored right now, they are asleep. <laughs> That's the article I wrote back on that. And, and Doug, the reason I know so much about that is I took some really high-end copywriting classes with some of the best copywriters in the world. And when you see these things pushing stuff like that, it's always pushing to go to this guy's talk show, this guy's website, send this guy money, this guy's got something that's going to save your life, all of this stuff. And these guys are so good at copywriting, I can recognize it. And, and copywriting is like a letter that you get in the mail telling you to sign up for this latest gizmo or whatever, and it's really written well. And when you read through it, it's like a convincing letter making you believe everything that it says is true. You've got to be really careful with this right now because the CIA is really really pushing the narrative right now, Doug, in the alternative media, and they're really allowing a lot of information to go out that they want to be used as obfuscation. What do you think? Interesting. I, I have my own, I mean, I look, Ted, I, I've got some really strong feelings about what's what's taking place in, in Syria right now. I, I mean, going back to the original, going back a few paragraphs there, um, i, I got to tell you, man, I, I'm looking, yeah, I, it, will nukes be used? I, look, I don't know, but the biblical passage about uh, Damascus being uninhabitable—that concerns me. And, and I've always said that uh, you know it's all—it's really all about Syria. And I see the proxy war that uh, the West uh, versus Russia, and by in that context, the West versus Russia and China. You know, I'm very concerned about this. I'm very concerned about this. Uh, uh, well, as you said, the, the uh, globalist intent, Soros-backed World War Three. Nuclear weapons, I, I guess, doesn't matter. I, you know, at this point, if they've got those kinds of weapons anyway, you're, you're, you're dead regardless, right? 
whether it's a no, we have, there, there's satellite weapons now that can lay waste entire cities. Sure, you know, sure. so sure. so they don't they don't even remember it at the, at the trade towers. There were cars that were two miles away from the trade towers that burst in the flames. They have nobody tried to explain why that happened. I mean, burst yeah, in the flames just caught on fire. Crazy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Do- Dr. Judy Woodhead had shown that, and and I mean, nothing around, no debris around these these parked vehicles. Uh, Exactly. So, bottom line here, I, I do believe that there is this huge power shift in the Middle East focused on Syria, centered on Syria. And that's at the epicenter, but um, in terms of a, a nuclear war, you know, well, hey, whatever. Uh, does it matter at this point? Uh, you know, that's, that's my concern. A, a scalar wave, or, you know, uh, the technology is going to kill you The uh, regardless. So, you're still going to be dead. But, yeah, I, look, um, it, it, it's... Ted, I, I think we really have to take a look at it, take a few steps back and look at the, the global, um, the uh, globalist uh, agenda here, and factor into domestically the, the Deagle report about you know uh, the depopulation, all of this. It's all working like a separate cogs in a huge machine. That's just my view. Well, you know, like, like I said, if, that's why I said in the letter I wrote back, I said if they want us to have a war, the bankers will have the war. Yep. You know, nuclear weapons, they're not needed anymore. Too much collateral damage. The only time they would use a nuke, unless they could simulate it, would be with an EMP burst to knock out the, the power grids. That, that would work. Yeah. But, there's, but see, there's no reason. If you, if you knock out the power grid in the United States, you're going to lose 60%, 70% of the population within two years and never have to fire a shot. Exactly. Because everybody's going to starve to death. And see, and, and you know, all the, all the and so that's that's the biggest problem that we have right now. The technology is so advanced over what we had in World War Two. See, when Russia was being invaded by Germany, Germany was using fuel air bombs even back then. Those are these; they're like little mini nukes. And the Russians, oh, they had some type of new advanced weapon. They dropped these things from a helicopter. Uh, the best example of that is that movie um, with Dustin Hoffman that came out back in the nineties, in which they went into that village in Africa. And they had a contagion there, like a, it was a bolus I year, I believe it was. And they dropped that fuel air bomb on that small village, and it's like a little mini nuclear bomb that goes off. It has the mushroom cloud and everything else because it's such a huge amount of explosions, and it sucks all the oxygen out, and then it flashes back. It's unbelievable what it does. And supposedly Hitler was dropping that on the Russians when he still had the technology available with his Luftwaffe before they all the planes got shot down by the Americans and the British to you know to, to move that whole war forward with Russia and supposedly Hitler had the ability to nuke to, to detonate nuclear bombs you know and Jim Bars in his one book of the Fourth Reich he really believes he puts a pretty good case out as to why he believes that the two bombs that we dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki weren't even American weapons that they were German weapons because we couldn't get the fuses to work properly as far as igniting this and so uh, he has a really good background on all of that Jim does and he, he makes a pretty convincing argument about the whole thing Doug but Hitler didn't want to nuke his own country because he knew what the nukes would do if he turned them loose and I think he had a lot of other scalar weapons and things that he was developing and we talked about it on that one show that we did with you guys back with the Foo Fighters back in December in fact two really good shows that you'll really like that I did and we talk about the Morgellons we talk about all of this stuff it was in December with the Hagman broadcast with me and then we talked about the blood of Christ and how it sanctifies you from a physics standpoint in the November broadcast with Hagman and Hagman those are two of the best shows and the best response I've ever gotten on the show Doug and I just want to encourage everybody to go listen to those archives for November and December now, here's an article from Europe from, uh, from, from uh, the great war criminal Angela Merkel she says the, Euro, the European the Euro was on the brink of disaster 
and Germany's debt plans could actually send the currency, the euro, into a meltdown. This is from Professor Peter Pothinger. He's a special advisor to the Berlin-based government. And he said that the use of the proposed scheme investors would hold Eurozone government-issued debt through bonds would have to accept write-offs. In other words, they would be defaulted on. And they would offer bailout cash. And he believes that this could cause a massive bond crisis where investors would dump debts in countries such as Italy, Spain, and Portugal for fears that they'll never get their money back. And he says this would literally break up the Eurozone if that happened. What do you think, Doug? Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think, do you think the Eurozone has any future left, or do you think it's just about to go away? <laughs> I, I, that, that's a great question. I, I don't know. I, the, the, the short answer is I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm looking at how this comports, how, how the current situation comports with, with biblical prophecy. Um, beyond that, I, I think anything is open. Um, what do you think? I mean, allow me you know, to turn that question on you. To, to me, they, they haven't taken, they haven't taken, the, with the killing the Supreme Court justice, which I really believe he was murdered, Killing the Supreme Court justice last week, okay, doing this the last weekend, uh, doing this and just doing it so blatantly without an autopsy, it yeah. reeks of Bobby Kennedy, right? And uh, that's what Dave said. That he's afraid that's going to happen to Trump, which I hope it doesn't happen to Trump. I hope he keeps his bodyguards up because I know he wears a bulletproof vest and everything else, but he really needs to be behind his shield when he's in his big public arenas, some type of bulletproof thing he can talk through, they can still see through, you know, plate glass, you know, plexiglass, two-inch plexiglass or whatever. Uh, right. To avoid that, I mean, the Pope used to think he was invincible too until he got shot, and John F. Kennedy thought he was invincible and got his head blown off for heaven's sakes. I mean, Reagan thought he was invincible and got shot by by Hinckley. I mean, so these guys, if they want to get you, they can get you, but they can also do it very subtly. There's all kinds of like you know, I, I, they, we know they have that heart attack gun from the CIA. They actually came out and said they had it back in the seventies that would put right. a pellet in you that would dissolve that could not be traced, and you would end up basically uh, dying. From a heart attack, and I actually had a friend of mine, Doug, that happened to. I, I know that's odd, isn't it, to even talk about that? Because I really don't like mentioning wait, that. Wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Are, are you saying a, a weapon was used on a friend of yours? That weapon yeah. or a well, we weapon? Believe like that, we believe that's how he died. Yeah, he had. Um, he actually had a. Um, I'm not going to go into detail because people can figure it out, but I can tell you it was with a televangelist, and uh, he had caught this guy and doing a whole bunch of really really bad stuff. And he was uh, basically going to come forward with all the testimony. They got into a big uh, match suing each other. And then I remember, I'm being very careful so I don't give any names out. And I remember, this is back in 99 or so, this is like 16, 17 years ago. And I remember I met this guy through another friend. And we met at a restaurant in Orlando called Fishbones. And what happened, it was kind of interesting because we went over to the big outlet mall that was outside. It was out of business. It's been rebuilt since then, right after that. And we were talking, and I noticed that up on the catwalk above us, we were sitting outside in this open-air little cafeteria. I watched. There were the three guys. They were staring at us, and they weren't moving. And we were there for like an hour. They never moved. They stared at us. And I told, finally told Mario, I said, are you being watched? He goes, yeah, those three guys up there, they've been following me for a week. And I said, okay, well, this is a bit odd. You need to kind of like let me know these things. And he said, well, I said, are you armed? He goes, yeah, I'm armed. And I said, well, I'm armed too. And then Mike said he was armed too. And I said, well, this whole thing's kind of, this, this whole thing's kind of crazy. And I warned him. I said, you're talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars that you're talking about. These guys are money laundering and everything else. And he goes, well, yeah. And he goes, the truth of the matter is, he goes, I got a deposition with this guy on Tuesday. 
and uh, he'll be have to be in court. And I said, uh, well, I wouldn't do that. I'd make sure you lock yourself up somewhere because if you're talking that kind of money, they're already tracking you like this. There's a real high probability you're going to die. And uh, he says, that won't happen to me because, you know, I'm former sheriff, blah, blah, blah. And he ended up uh, leaving. And I told him, I said, I'd be eating out of cans. <laughs> I wouldn't leave the house. And, uh, and I told him, I said, I just wouldn't be going to restaurants. Well, Tuesday morning, there was this deposition. And what happened to him was kind of crazy. Uh, he uh, went to an auction, a tractor auction, and uh, his heart exploded. And there was a hole in his arm, like a pellet had gone in. And, uh, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was, there was, it wasn't traceable. Nothing got traced, and uh, nothing ever happened to any of this other stuff. And uh, it was the whole thing was, I mean, I mean, some crazy stuff. So I met the guy a week on a Friday, and the following Friday, I, I, I flew to where he had been killed or died, whatever you want to call it, and uh, went to the funeral. And so I've actually seen that, and that was what the investigators thought it was. And it was, it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And, and I, luckily, I was only involved at a distance because that was that was that whole thing was nuts, Doug. That whole thing. Was yeah, that's, I why, would say. That's, that's why I tell you guys. Here's why I'm going to tell you this, and this is going to, it's probably going to make you guys all mad, but I'm, I don't really care. I'm just going to tell you anyhow. If you're giving all of your tithes and all of your money and all of your offerings to a TV evangelist, okay, if you're doing that, who's going to come to your house and bury you if you die or your family dies? If you don't go to Good church, point. okay, get, just think through this for a second with me. I mean, I know a lot of these TV evangelists, okay. And some of them are really good people, okay? Some of them are not. And there's some crazy stuff out there that you wouldn't even believe if I told you that I've seen. No crazier than what I just told you, but I mean, I saw that. It was at the funeral, so I know the guy died, okay? But I'm telling you guys, give your money to your local church. And if you know really good ministries like Paul McGuire or Chuck Baldwin and you want to send them some money, go ahead and do that. But don't get into the habit of sending all of your money or all of your tithe to these guys. You need to be in a local church. If you can't find a local church that you like, you can always start a local church. And you need to be supporting the local congregation. And you need to find somebody who's preaching the truth to do that with, and good luck with all that. And the thing about it is, is that keep your money locally and keep it with the people you know. You know, like I said, like Paul McGuire, I really like the guy. And so that's the truth, Doug, of what I've seen. I've been behind the scenes in a lot of these really big churches. Now, some of these guys, some of these guys just aren't what you think they are. I mean, some of the major TV ministries, I've seen the guys who own the ministries walk on the platform so drunk they couldn't even stand. I've seen it, Doug. I've walked in and seen it. And so, and so, so these guys, if you start reading this stuff and you start understanding who's writing this stuff and what they're doing, it'll really get your attention up. Trey Smith wrote a book one time on a lot of these guys, and he actually exposed some of them. The name of the uh, book is called Thieves, T-H-I-E-V-E-S. And I highly recommend, if you don't believe what I'm telling you, to read the book. And that will really get your attention. And parts of the book mm. are kind of yuck. I kind of scammed the scanty part of it. But uh, it's, a, it's a real mess out there in the TV evangelism world. And that's one of the reasons that the world makes such fun of Christians, Doug, because they cannot sure. believe they fall for these guys. They really can't. I mean, I can tell right now I've already got a lot of people really mad, so I'm going to stop right there because the truth well, is this. And I, and I, Joel Olstein, who's a really good guy, who should preach more about Jesus in <laughs> seminars, he told me one time, he said, that, Ted, the problem, he didn't tell me this person, I heard him on a talk show or on a, on a sermon doing this, that 80% of the, 20% of the people are going to hate you no matter what you do, 20% are going to hate you, but they can be made to love you. 20% of them are going to love you, but they can hate you. And then the other 20% are going to love you all the time. Here's the thing, guys. 
I'm not here for everybody to like me, you know, and if I've ever offended anybody as a Christian right now, I ask you to forgive me because it was not my intent. But I'll tell you what, the one thing you'll learn about Ted is that I've warned people back in the 80s about trans fats, hydrogenated oils, pork, aspartame, about shellfish, about, you know, all these different chemicals we're putting in our bodies and the high fructose corn syrup and the chlorine and the fluoride and the pasteurized milk products and the coffee products and the alcohol. And now 25 years, 30 years later, everybody's coming back and saying, well, he was right, he was right, he was right, he was right. And the reason for that is I don't just say stuff and make stuff up. I try to make sure that I know stuff and I've seen stuff and I've researched stuff before I make any comments on it. Here's another article, Doug. Police inspector in Sweden says that Sweden on its verge of collapse due to migrant crime. In an article in Slavensky Dagblad, the police inspector writes that the huge influx of asylum seekers, criminal gangs, and Muslim extremists have stretched the Swedish police to a breaking point. In some areas, everyday situations are that the police are met with stones and Molotov cocktails. I mean, this is unbelievable. In the worst area, these extremists have taken over while the Swedes are apathetic spectators watching. The entire legal system and security is threatened by the police on the verge of collapse, and it seems to be getting worse, says Ransdorp, uh, the, the, the chief investigator. I mean, what do you think about this, Doug? I mean, how do you, what, what is going on? Is this the globalist thing, again, just trying to destroy Europe? I guess it is, isn't it? Well, of course, and, and I think we, the push is to one global governance, uh, governance, one world order, one world system. You, you've got to tear down a nation's or, or even a continent's uh, uh, language, you know, borders, culture, in order for this to, to really take hold. And I think that's what we're seeing in mass in Europe, but we're also seeing it here in America. Ted, let, let, let me redirect this just momentarily. You mentioned about Scalia. Uh, we were on uh, uh, the radio program this morning, or this afternoon, Pastor Paul Begley. Folks, if you didn't catch that, uh, you can catch the archive. Uh, one thing about Scalia, you had mentioned that you believe that he was murdered. I know that 79% of a, uh, uh, the population uh, by uh, polled by a conservative website of 40,000 people believe that he was, in fact, uh, or there was some sort of nefarious activity. Um and it's interesting, let me just throw out another number, 32% of the American population don't even know who Scalia is. That's I believe that. Cool, you know. yeah, now, having, having said all that, uh, Ted, I, 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 I just want to repeat this tonight, um, because I did get some information from a source, a source uh, a few items here. Number one, regardless, uh, without regard to the cause or manner of death of Scalia, it's, it's my information that uh, there will be uh, a replacement done, despite well, there will be a replacement made. Uh, the the, uh, the the game has already been fixed via uh, Grassley, the, the chief of the Senate, uh, um, uh, the uh, no Judiciary Committee. That's number one, and number two, and uh, in the running, uh, there there are five people in the running, including but not limited to Loretta Lynch. But there's another oh, four. God. Yes, yes, and uh, one individual in particular. And I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Sri uh, Sarvasan, I believe, it, who's, who's part of the U.S. District Court in D.C. So I would really keep your eyes on that. But the other piece of information, perhaps the most important piece of information, is, according to my source, Ted, uh, there's going to be one other vacancy this term or, or between now and the time Obama leaves office. Now, that's the information I got. There's going to be one other vacancy of the Supreme Court. And so the, the source did not say a, a, a death or whatever, but a vacancy. Now, however you want to read into that, uh, 
and that will that will come sometime, according to my sources, sometime mid to uh, midsummer, late fall, or uh, anytime after midsummer. And uh, they want Obama, the globalists want Obama to completely reformat the Supreme Court for a completely biased, uh, progressively biased uh, uh, court. That's just the information I had. I want to get that out before. Well, that's his agenda. I mean, he was told basically he had to get the Trans-Pacific Partnership passed. I mean, we thought we were going to have debates on that. That never happened. Uh, we know we've got a situation in which if he sacks the court that far to the left, that we're going to have a major, major problem with all these laws with gun control, et cetera, coming towards us. Uh, it's just, a, it's just, it's one of the ways they're going to have to take over the country. They have to do it legally, Doug, because the Constitution and the fathers of our country that framed this Constitution made it a very long lasting argument as far as the laws of the country. Even though the United States filed bankruptcy in 1933 and basically was taken over by the Exchange Stability Fund in 1934 as a shadow government, it still has the Constitution out there, and the vast majority of the population still believes in that Constitution, and they're not willing to let those freedoms and those rights that are God-given go. And the only way they can do it is through legislation and then do it legally and take our rights away. Because, again, it's like going in and saying, okay, everybody's got to turn their guns in now. We're going to take your guns away. And everybody go, no, we're not going to do that. But then they issue warrants for everybody. They start gradually picking people up, shooting people on the side of the road, and finally people start voluntarily bringing the guns in. It's going to be that slow cook thing they've been doing to us for over 100 years now. That's how they want to cripple the country and take it out. So I agree with you. If Obama can put two people in the Supreme Court, God forbid he can do that, in the in the next eight or nine months while he still has an office, it would massively change the entire complexion of the United States for the next 15 to 20 years if it all goes to the left like that. And the crazy well, thing... Yeah, but the problem I have with the Supreme Court, it, I mean, the judiciary is the weakest branch of the three branches of, of government, but the problem I have is the opinions are considered gospel or, or the law of the land when there's no such thing. I mean, no. the, the Judiciary Act of 1789 is pretty clear about the... Um, Supreme Court, and it's not to be taken as the law of the land. The law, as it, as it stands between the two opposing parties, before the Supreme Court, nothing more, nothing less. That's right. That's right. Well, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to start on that news, on that on the local stuff here and say, well, let me finish this quick. Rick. Have you heard that, that Taiwan, in Taiwan that the MH370 pilot has showed up? Have you read that? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, this is an interesting article. Now, I haven't. I've, I saw a couple places where it, where it was showed up. It says in Taipei, the pilot of the infamous, infamous, infamous flight. Now, I don't know if this is accurate or not. MH370 Malaysia Airlines that disappeared in March 2013. Captain Zairi Ahmad Shah has mysteriously reappeared in a Taiwan hospital on Monday, suffering from severe dehydration and some type of amnesia. Now, I think we need to look into more detail on that. But if that's true, that's a really another one of those weird stories about that flight. And then, uh, and then we got, now Russia has also banned all corn and soy imports into the United States. I mean, from the United States. Uh, German plan to impose limit on cash was met with massive, massive resistance in Germany. They're saying no, absolutely not. And the, there's lines now around the block to buy gold in London. And ba- banks yep. are placing unusually large orders for physical gold and silver. Go to stevequill.com and Renaissance Metals to get your gold and silver. Danish man convicted fine for Facebook post because he's comparing Islam with Nazism. I mean, unbelievable, which is, probably is fascism, some type of it. Multicultural toilets are now being used for globalists who want to defecate in swimming pools and on floors and bathrooms. And now they're having whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, what? What? Are you, are you haven't heard this one yet? This is no, crazy. Say that again. 
Okay, I'm sorry, I'm running through this international stuff to start back on the local news. Uh, multicultural toilets are now being used for global defecation, seeking to stop the migrants from pooping on the floor and pooping in swimming pools. I mean, uh. this is what it says. This is, uh, this is from this is Breitbart. And it says, German bathroom manufacturers are developing a multicultural toilets to help ensure that Middle Eastern migrants need not adapt to European sanitation norms. Multiple reports have emerged of recent arrivals finding themselves utterly mystified by Western toilets, which they've never seen. The issues caused some serious confusion last year when one small German village was being accused of racism after issuing leaflets politely asking migrants to not use the bathroom in the streets, in gardens, or on the side of the road. Uh, and they used the bathroom toilets. Okay. Right. Uh, in addition, latrines for men and women have to be separate from each other. The floor cannot be green in color because that's the color of Islam. <laughs> German toilets oh, are a mystery to many refugees, as this has already led to problems. You got to remember, these guys are coming from areas where they they go poop out back. You know, they don't know right. what a toilet is. This is some crazy stuff. Uh, Cologne All Girls School has closed, been closed for carnival because of sexual attacks. Homeworking assignment for so now for kindergartners are to tell your parents that you're converting to Islam. A homework assignment given to school children on the island of Gorsney asked what well, kindergartens asked 13 year olds to write a letter to their parents explaining why they are converting to Islam as a education requirement and assignment. You, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this, Doug. And see, the That'd problem is bad, Europe. Tremendously bad idea with my children. I'll tell you that. Oh, but mine too. But the craziest thing about the whole thing with Europe is this. Europe doesn't go to church. Europe, if you go to church in Europe, you are charged 10% of your total income, which is distributed by the state, to support all of the churches in Europe, especially in Germany. And so what ends up happening is people stop going to church because they don't want to lose 10% of their income. Europe, Europe has become a non-Christian culture. They've got the huge cathedrals and everything else over there, but almost everybody in Europe, hardly anybody goes to church ever. And that's the problem with Germany right now and with Europe. That's why when this Islam comes in, Doug, and people start seeing that there's a relationship with these people in God, even though it's misrepresented, they're still being attracted to that. And a lot of people over there are actually converting to Islam, which is crazy. Now, here's the local stories. Tampa police have turned down requests to work with Beyonce's concert in Tampa after the racist cop-hating display at the Super Bowl. Beyonce's racist performance included only black dancers. White girls were not allowed to participate. Beyonce's Super Bowl halftime performance was a cop-hating political statement in support of the Black Panthers, a Marxist group whose leader, Huey Newton, was arrested for shooting police officer John Frey. Actions have consequences. The police in Tampa have turned down requests to work her concert. So far, no one has signed up to work for the show. Typically, officers are off-duty agree to work concerts and sporting events in venues for extra income, but they refuse to work for Beyonce. What do you think about that, Doug? <laughs> well, I, and number one, I think that the Beyonce um, the performance, yeah, that was overtly anti-police, but I think it was uh, subliminally pro-magic with a K. Now, I think, it, it, you know, everything that these people do have multiple, there's duality, there's, there's multiple agendas here. Yeah, uh, bottom line here with Beyonce, or whatever, how we pronounce her name, uh, she is really the messenger of the globalists, and, and what we're seeing is, to me, messages being conveyed, not by the news, not by, you know, Chris Wallace on Fox News, or pick someone on the left, no, no, it's being conveyed through entertainment, and the entertainment now, the masses are being entertained by the news, so I think what we're seeing is is just a... Uh, uh, a massive uh, programming 
uh, through these performances. And, and yeah, I've heard I've heard that about Beyonce about her performance. Yeah, I understand the blowback. And, I, and Giuliani was was I think he he uh, had a few words to say about it. But the bottom line here, I think there's a lot of magic with a K involved in those performances. In addition to the more overt anti-police, anti. Uh, security or whatever you want to call it uh, uh, performance. But yeah, it's it's uh, sad, sad. Well, no, you're absolutely this. right. In fact, the thing that we talked about before on your show, the right brain looks at symbols differently. It gets burnt deeply into the subconscious mind. And this is why is one of the reasons that these guys are doing all the symbology when they do this. And this, these, these, these halftime performances are just completely right with Satanism, Luciferianism, and black, and black magic and black arts. That's what they're doing. It's all about mind control. And that's why they continually do this stuff at the Super Bowl. This was a whole anti-police, pro-black Panthers, pro-black life matters, and pro-homosexual you know, homosexual agenda on this entire thing with the halftime presentation that I watched like three minutes of, became nauseous of, turned off and just shut off the whole TV set because I personally believe all of those games are fixed anyhow at that level. That's what I believe because I've been told that personally by an NFL former player who was asked to come into this mafia type of situation to take bets from his friends and from other people who were basically you know, hiring him as a former NFL player to do this. And they warned him to be careful if you, get, if you do take money from your friends because all the games are fixed. And I believe that, Doug. I believe that they have to cover the spreads and do all of these things. Otherwise, these bookies in Vegas have to pay out hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars on these big programs, on these big, on these big events. And why in the world would they take a chance of losing all that money? You know, was it you that told me that the NFL was a tax-exempt organization? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, and it's some I'm of the richest still, men in the country. With that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, here's the, I love this video. Tom, Donald Trump has said that he will repeal Common Core. That is a total disaster if he becomes president. So here we is. Here we are. He's wondering. He wants to repeal Common Core. He wants to get rid of all, all of the executive actions that Obama's done. He wants to talk about 9/11 and what's happened. Then he wants to change the vaccine schedule. If anybody didn't think Donald Trump was for real and on our side. You need to pay attention to what the guy's saying. There's no way on God's green earth, Doug, if he was working for the globalists, that he would be bringing all these topics out. Because this has got to be making these guys squirm because they don't want people to know this stuff. They've done everything they possibly can to, to obfuscate it. Another good article by Paul Joseph Watson here. Feds are pushing new plan for home visits to check on parents. I know you guys have heard of this. The federal government is seeking to create a new bureaucracy that would intervene in family life and could even see state-appointed monitors conduct routine home visits to assess a child's well-being. The U.S. Department of Education and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has published a draft document which outlines a plan that will treat families as equal partners in the raising of children, opening the door for government intrusion at all levels. What do you think about that, Doug? This is nuts to me. Ditto. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, what, really, what more can be said? I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean well, that's what, remember, all this is about the vaccinations. And about yeah, getting the yeah. drugs into the kids and making sure well, you as a parent are going to make sure you, that your kids are vaccinated or they're going to consider you to be a bad parent and they're going to, you know, probably give you a couple of warnings and start taking your kids away if you don't want to vaccinate them. That's where this is all going. It's going to medical martial law tyranny. That's where it's happening. That's where it's headed. That's what they want. And if the Supreme Court starts passing these laws if they go all the way to the left. And you know what's so crazy to me? This is so funny. I have a friend of mine. Her name's Alexandra and she, uh, she writes the forbidden knowledge 
website as far as all of the stuff with 9-11 and all that. And she's a lefter, okay? She is just straight left. I mean, her father, her whole family was left. And, you know, and I'm, I'm extremely right-wing. She's extremely left-wing. But, you know, I know her. We, we exchange emails. And I met her one time with my wife. She used to live in Vero Beach. And she's a really, really, really nice person. And she told me the other day, she says, you know, Ted, the problem is the left started off talking about how bad GMO foods are. The left started talking off, started off talking about how bad immunizations are. The left started talking about all of the stuff that now they're promoting. The left is promoting these agendas. Because there is no longer a left or a right, Doug. It's the globalist paradigm all the way down. We've lost the true liberals who don't want government intrusion. Don't you remember back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, whenever somebody's rights were violated, the ACLU jumped all over them? Uh, of course. Now they don't do that anymore. The, they, they don't ever no. hear that anymore about anybody. Because the it's, globalists have taken over the, the whole support. agenda. Right, and, and yeah, uh, the ECLU has has turned the global. Well, it's being programmed or managed by the globalists. You're you're exactly right. Well, no, the whole thing's ridiculous. Samsung is now warning consumers not to discuss personal information in front of the smart TVs. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Uh, what's crazy about this is that you know we've been telling people about this stuff that the appliances are spying on you and everything else. And everybody's thinking that you're crazy when you talk about all this stuff. And this is what I talked about back in the December show, Doug, how all of our smart devices and computers are all tying together with the Internet to continue to spy on us and to transmit our personal information. And now with the Morgellons antennas they put through our DNA that have tied into our central nervous systems, they can also transmit our own DNA patterns and codes through the smartphones, through our house. They have everything on us, Doug. The whole thing is crazy how we've already been... We've already been chipped with this stuff that's inside of our bodies, and we talked about that in detail back in the December show. This is one that really bothered me, too. This is a Marine who had gone to Fallujah and received a bronze star because he actually pulled one of his fellow Marines out who were stuck after the ambush that happened in Fallujah. He served eight years as active duty in the Marines from 2003 to 2011 in Iraq and Afghanistan as a rifleman and scout sniper. And he was actively involved in the Battle of Fallujah. He went into a McDonald's the other night and, and says, and basically was sitting there and a group of black guys came over to him and said, do you believe that black lives matter? Okay? And he yep. said, he just ignored him. He said, I'm not going to get involved in this, right? He was a veteran of Iraq, a recipient of the Bronze Star for Valor. So he was Donnie McDonald's in Northwest D.C. when a group of black teeners came in to him and, and, and allegedly began harassing him about Black Lives, Lives Matter movement. He ignored them. Okay? And then they all started yelling he was a racist. He walked out of the establishment, Doug, and they sucker punched him. They did one of those knockout games with him. They knocked him out, they stole his wallet, they ripped his pants, took his money, took $400 in cash, three credit cards, VA medical cards, school identification, driver's license, everything. I mean, unbelievable, beating bad, and he had to be hospitalized for observation. Here he, has, here he survives the Battle of Fallujah, and he has, he's attacked by a gang of black thugs in Washington, D.C., who are screaming, Black Lives Matter. Well, I got a news flash for everybody. All lives matter. I don't care if you're white, black, green, purple, or brown. Everybody's lives matter. And the sad part about it is, apparently, if you don't tell them what they want when they start doing this, Doug, they take you out back and they sucker punch you. I mean, have you guys heard this story yet? Yep, we have. And, and you know what, Ted? It's it's sad. We had um, Colin Flaherty on our program here, Not uh, I don't know, it was probably six months ago, four months ago. And and he was reporting on black on white crime, 
And just giving statistics help that we cannot talk about that. We cannot talk about it, as evidenced by the flurry of emails saying, you, you know, haters are going to hate. You're a hater. No, we can't even talk about the, the statistics. And you're right. All lives matter. Right. It just it, 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 it angers me when people um, uh, weaponize the truth or weaponize a certain um, agenda point for their own personal gain. Well, no, you're right. In fact, I had an email come into me just the other day, and uh, oh, it was one of these one of these critical emails. And I said, I, I emailed them back, and I said, look, here's a deal. There are good Christians and bad Christians. There are good Jews and bad Jews. There are good and bad Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists, every category. I said, we can't take these people and start isolating the good and the bad. In other words, if I got a bad Christian, I got to call it out and say, look, you're not doing right. I had, I had a, the other day I was having a lunch with a friend of mine. He cursed twice. I mean, he used God's name in vain twice, claims to be a Christian. I straight called him out. I said, dude, that's the second time you've done that. I said, you can't be doing that. You can't be calling yourself a Christian, acting like a Christian, pretending like you're a Christian and cursing. I said, you don't want to invoke the wrath of God Almighty on people just in a casual conversation. So you can't do that. So if you see a Christian doing something who claims to be a Christian, you've got to call it out. You can't say it's okay. It's not okay. If you see somebody who's Jewish who's doing something wrong, you've got to call it out. Now, that doesn't make you an anti-Semite or an anti-Christian or an anti-Hindu or an anti-Buddhist or an anti-Muslim. It doesn't make that. See, not all Muslims are bad, but when the Muslims are doing this kind of crazy stuff, we got to call it out. That doesn't mean that Donald Trump's a racist because he says he has to sort out what's going on with the Muslims and this, these jihadists they're bringing in into the United States. We need to stop bringing Muslims in until we get the stuff figured out. That doesn't make him a racist. And that's what they were trying to label him as, a racist, remember? And then finally they realized that the American population were agreeing with Donald Trump and that nobody wants to have a bunch of people coming into this country who are a bunch of weirdos who don't want to what we have here in America and they want to destroy what we have. And guys, you listen to me if you voted for Obama, which I don't think any of you did who were listening to this show. He told you, he told all of us that he was going to fundamentally transform the United States of America if he was elected. And did you think he was joking? Did you think this was a joke? This is what the guy said he was going to do. He's doing exactly what he said. That's why the globalists put him in power. That's why he had two terms. I mean, this guy's a pervert. My God, read some of the stuff that happened to him back in Chicago and the gay clubs that he attended. This guy is a nutbag. We put him in the power. I don't personally believe he was voted in the second time. I don't believe that. I think it was election fraud. The first time, anybody running against the Republican could have won because of the hatred towards George W. and what he did with Iraq. That's why everybody's had enough of George Bush's brother, Jeb Bush, and nobody wants to see another Bush in the White House. And if you got any sense, you don't want to see another Clinton in the White House. The whole thing about all of this, Doug, is if we don't stand up in the aggregate now as Christians, as Americans, and put our differences aside and realize that everybody's got to stand point right now and say no to the globalists. We're not going to put up with this. We're not going to tolerate this anymore, and we're going to stand against you. And if you don't do that, it's not going to make any difference. It's not. It's, we're going to lose the country. I mean, we're a gnat's breath away from losing our First Amendment right right now. A gnat's breath. If we stack the Supreme Court, we're going to lose our First Amendment's right. They're going to say, hate radio, hate speech on the Internet, on podcasts, can't do it anymore, blah, blah, blah. We're going to find you. We're putting you in jail. That, that's breath away, losing our Second Amendment right. 
That's going to be there. It's going to be gone. Search and seizure. Forget that. We've already lost all that. They can search us. They can spy on us. They can do whatever they want to do. They can wiretap us. Nobody cares anymore. Every single right we were given by God Almighty, they want to take away from us because they want us back in a subservient state so they can put us back under the boot of the Catholic Church tied together with the Vatican and the CIA and the Mafia and everybody else and put us back into a feudal system in which they can control every aspect of our lives and they want massive population reduction in order to do that. And that's how I feel, Doug. And if that's wrong, go ahead and criticize me. I don't care. But gosh, if you, if you want to criticize me or criticize Doug or criticize Dave Hodges or Paul McGuire or Steve Quayle, why don't you start your own podcast and start telling people the truth how you see it? At least do no, it's something too easy. besides sitting no. around. No, no, it's, it's too easy. It's too easy not to do that. It's too easy to armchair quarterback or to just just be the trolls that they are and a lot of you know what i i gotta tell you something uh i've been looking at uh some analytics and metrics and and i and what i'm seeing here there are a lot of uh i'll just say government trolls now that when i say that i don't mean well there are people and then there are algorithms I guess is the best way to put it. And it's interesting because they're triggered by keywords. And, and I've seen that's this right. on our own channel. But that's, you know, that's a whole program by itself. And we and listen to the December show that I did with you guys. I talk about how they tied us into the AI, into the artificial intelligence. How the United States people have given their rights away of free free speech and everything else to these politicians who lie about everything, who are a bunch of pedophiles running through the United Nations. I mean, it's unbelievable what we put up in Washington to to serve us, who've now become our Lord and masters to most people. They worship these crazy guys, and all they are is elected officials who they work for us. And then they've turned around, they've given the power over to the doggone military. The military's given it over to the CIA. The CIA's given it over to the black magician and all these other weirdos. And now we've got a whole group of people up in Washington, D.C. that worship Satan and, and, and screw little boys. I'm sick of it, Doug. And, it's, and, 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 people want, and people want to fuss at you because you, you said something wrong, and, and, and they don't even take a look at what's going on in Washington. I mean, these guys are a bunch of perverts that should be taken out back and shot for doing what they do to these little children, and nobody wants to talk about that. They want to criticize me or criticize you, and they forget about all this crap that's going on around us, and they think that, oh, my God, Doug, Doug Hagman said the wrong thing or had the wrong guess or whatever. Oh, my goodness, he brought Ted Brower on. Don't you know Ted Brower? He's not always right either. Well, no, I'm not always right, but at least we're doing something. At least we're standing in the aggregate together, and we're saying, hey, by God, not on my watch. I'm not going to put up with it. Get your own podcast. Get your own thing going. Start your own broadcast. And tell the people the truth the way you see it. You base that truth on the Word of God and on Jesus Christ. Because that's what we all have to stand on. Because that's going to be what we're going to all be judged on on the day of a judgment. But because of when, we're, when we're saved by the grace of God, by the faith in Jesus Christ, we get to bypass all of that stuff. Because we're already saved. That God doesn't see our sins anymore. And we're quick to confess our sins and, and, and repent. And see, that's what people need to understand. Is that we're saved by the blood of the Lamb, Doug. And that we have to realize that we We've got to stop this infighting in the patriot community, and we have to realize that we're all doing the same thing, trying to get people awake and make people realize what's going on. I mean, because I say something about a Christian, I'm not anti-Christian, or if I say something about somebody who's a Jew like Soros, I'm not anti-Jewish, or if I say something about a Muslim, I'm not anti-Muslim. We have to realize it's not that. We're not part of that. We can't be part of that. We have to be part of the solution, Doug, and not part of the problem. 
And that, and for, forgive me for fussing like that, but doggone, I get so tired of all this stuff because you guys get criticized, Hodges gets criticized, I get criticized. Well, doggone, how about you look at it this way? Maybe the guys that are criticizing us, maybe they're wrong. Maybe they've been paid by the government as trolls to put out bad information about all of us to make you guys not listen and confuse everybody through Tavistock programming. Maybe that's what they're doing. And maybe you're not realizing what they're doing and you're allowing them to do that to you because you're still in an alpha brainwave state for watching too much TV. Don't, don't allow yourself to believe all this junk and all this trash and listen to all of this stuff. I mean, you can't do that. You know, we're out here in the, in the fray of this thing trying to figure out what to do, and we're not always right, we're not always perfect, but at least we're trying, Doug. At least we're doing the best we possibly can. Forgive me for us. I'm just, you know, here's an, oh, here, here we go. Ohio. Muslim machete attacker screamed, Alu Akbar, while hacking up restaurant patrons. Okay, does that make me anti-Muslim? No. But I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy at all. Notice how this key detail is left out of every major news story of this barely reported on savage jihad in Ohio. Ohio machete attacker shouted, Allahu Akbar, which I, who know who, I don't even know what that means. But the crazy thing is, it probably means if God wills it, you know, with a machete, and then they shot, and finally he tried to hack up the police when they showed up, and they shot and killed him. After the restaurant worker fought off this guy with a metal baseball bat, he fled in a white Toyota when police forced him to the side of the road. Sergeant Rich Viner said, told the station, he lunged over the hood of his vehicle with his machete in his hand. When a taser didn't stop him, the police officer fired and killed him. Are you kidding me? Now, we can't say the guy's Muslim because that makes us a racist. Well, what, are we, what have we done? Are we that eviscerated? Are we that castrated in the United States? Are we that emasculated that we can't tell the truth anymore? That we can't tell the, we can't call it what it is? Are you kidding me, Doug? We've got to stand in the aggregate. And that's why I love Donald Trump. That's why everybody loves Donald Trump. Because we have, we're all sick of political correctness and we don't want to be dealing with it anymore. Here, here's another one. U.S. Marshals are making arrests now over non-payment of student loans. This isn't okay. This isn't okay. Paul Acker said that seven deputy marshals showed up at his Houston home in combat gear. I was wondering, why are you here? I am home. I haven't done anything. He told Fox 26, adding that he didn't receive any notice about a $1,500 student loan from 1987. I mean, they came in. They arrested him. They threw him on the floor. They handcuffed him. They dragged him downtown. Are you kidding me? These things can't be – you can't even discharge a student loan through bankruptcy. There's nothing constitutional about that, Doug. Why in the world do we think any part of this stuff's okay? It's awful. They're turning us into indentured servants. President Donald Trump says, promises, if president, I will sign a bill to defund Planned Parenthood. Oh, my gosh. And people who are Christians are against Donald Trump, and he's saying he's going to defund Planned Parenthood. What does he have to do? Send you an engraved plaque with an invitation to the White House for you to vote for the guy and stop criticizing him? Are you kidding me? Ted Cruz... It's from Canada, number one. He can't even be eligible to be president of the United States. That's number one. Number two, his wife is a Goldman Sachs former employee. Plus, she's a, she's a globalist. She's on the Council of Foreign Relations. Does no one not understand that, Doug? And, 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 you know, and, and Rubio, my gosh, his best friend in high school ended up being one of the top male pornography producers in all of South Florida. Why don't you look that up on Rubio? I mean, this thing is absolutely nuts that nobody can talk about anything anymore. Nobody can tell the truth anymore. We're all supposed to sit around, twiddle our thumbs, and pretend like none of this crap is happening around us. When, by golly, it's all happening. If we don't stand and do something right now, we're not going to have a United States of America left in 10 years, Doug. And the Deagle report says two-thirds, three-quarters of the population will be gone, too. I mean, the, the, the people right. just, just, I mean, are you joking me with, with 100% of the population being with of children by 2035? 
2037 being autistic, 50% by 2025. You think that's okay? None of this stuff's okay with me. I don't like any of it, Doug. And the sad part about it is, is that the vast majority of the population is still sleeping. Patriots, listen to me. Christians, listen to me. Stop pissing around and arguing with each other and fighting over non-issues. Get behind somebody you believe in and agree with them. So, oh my God, Ted used a bad word. He can't be a Christian. Whatever. Whatever. I guarantee you, when you get to heaven, if you make it, you're going to be surprised on who's there and who's not there. That's what Martin Luther said. The truth of the matter is nobody knows somebody else's heart. They'll be all offended because Donald Trump used a bad word on the campaign or on that speech the other night, but they'll sit around and watch little children get hacked up on a Planned Parent video and not do anything about it. Are you kidding me? Like Jesus said, get the speck out of your own eye. You, you get the plank out of your own eye while you're trying to take the speck out of somebody else's eye, Doug. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just got, for some reason, I just got aggravated. So there you go. That segment brought to you by Purple Sticks, available at <laughs> healthmasters.com. No, I got it. <laughs> you know, the, I, I've learned. I've learned the best thing to do is just stay out of the way. Because, it, but everything you said is exactly correct, and, I, and and I'm glad you said it because I we are going to take that and, and put it, uh, uh, replay that clip for for months and years to come. I, <laughs> I bet you will too. <laughs> and you get that Ted Brower. He's insane. He's insane. Well, okay, whatever, man. I'm not normal. I've never said. I was normal. Normal is 65 and broke. That's normal. 95% of the population, when they reach the age of 65, is broke. They're, qualify, they, they're, out, they're, in the, they're dependent on an outside income source. I am not normal. This country wasn't made with normal people. You have to be an American. You've got to be a patriot. You've got to stand for what you believe in in this country. And these doggone pastors in the pulpit wearing their lace on their panties and, 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 and trying to comply with everything. Are you kidding me? They're so politically correct. It nauseates me in 90% of the cases, Doug. It's awful. Now, you got me riled up, Ted. Uh, now, 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 okay, don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right. 65 and broke. That, unfortunately, that is, and, and you know, it, it, here's, here's one more thing. I know we're getting close to the, or, uh, close of the show, but if you are a Christian and, and because of your decisions, not because of, of circumstances necessarily, because of your decisions, uh, and you are 65 and broke, or even worse, if you decide, well, look, you know, I'm going to turn the other cheek, I'm just going to allow, you know, look, you're worse to me, and I believe the Bible backs me up on this than an infidel. You've got to, you've got to care for your family, you've got to protect your family, you've got to be, you have got to play your position. Coach Dave Dobmeyer, I love the guy. America's coach. He is, he's always there saying we can and should stand in the gap, stand up player positions and play them well. And that's what we're appointed to do. We're not, we're not appointed to be, uh, some wussy, uh, spectator in this, this, uh, in, in the venue of life. No, not at all. So you're 100% accurate. Wow. What a, what a strong finish to this program. What a great finish. Man. Well, Doug, Thank I you. appreciate, I appreciate you having me on. I really do. I, I love you guys that are listening. Thank you. If anything, I woke you up the last 20 minutes. <laughs> I woke me up. Oh, I'm man. wide awake now. I mean, my purple stick wore off. I was kind of tired. I don't know what happened. The Holy Spirit came on me or something. It just kind of just, just said, you got to finish this thing right. you got to tell the people the truth. And that's that's what we do. And that's what I try to do on my show when I do it on Global Star every day. I, every, every once in a while, I'll get into a rant like that. And I don't mean to do it, but it's just sometimes, you know, you just, you've got you to gotta say something that you got to get out, you know. And sometimes you got to kind of preach a little bit, Doug, I guess. It's absolutely Amen. necessary. Ted, you took us to the end of the show. God bless you. Thanks for all you do. Healthmasters.com and the show here on Global Star Radio Network, 3 to 4 p.m. weekdays, 7 to 8 Sundays.
Have a good night, Ted. God bless. Guys, goodbye. We have left the building. This is the Global Star Radio Network.